windows as tall as he was. He'd never seen anything like them. Who would dare build something of glass so brittle and face it towards the storms? But of course, this city was above the storms. These windows seemed a mark of defiance, a symbol of what the radiance had meant. They had stood above the pettiness of world politics. And because of that height, they could see so far. You idolize them, said a distant voice in his head, like rumbling thunder. They were men like you, no better, no worse. I find that encouraging, Dalinar whispered back. If they were like us, then it means we can be like them. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 12 and 13 of Oathbringer. These are some pretty fun chapters. I can't wait to get into it with Jack. Um, Make sure that you go back and check that you're on the right episode. And if you haven't done your reading, make sure that you do do the reading. You wouldn't want to be lost in what we're talking about. There are some of you out there that are actually reading along for the first time with us. So this is mainly for you Um, and mainly for everyone. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And if there are princes and there are high princes, then he can be our high king. It's Jack. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, I'll take it. I'll take this title. Yeah, Titles. dude. Dude, what Titles. the high fuck, king. bro? What is happening? It, okay, so. What's happening? Actually, what just happened? What just happened, bro? What just happened? What does this mean? Is it better for Dalinar or worse? Right. Little I, column I really A, little column B, right? I, I couldn't quite get a sense of it. It's, it's, it's the last thing I expected. I was delighted with this event. It was it's cool. Probably my highlight is Elokar coming yeah. forward and saying, yeah. look, you're my king. I, what do you, um, the way I talked about Elokar in the first book when we covered Way of Kings, and yeah. even more so in the second book, whenever mm-hmm. you know he shows up to the barracks with Kaladin, and he's like, I'm pathetic, I'm the worst king, yeah, how do you right. do it, how do you know what, how to be good? I had right. a lot of feels for, for him when we were covering it, yeah. and maybe this is starting to shine a light on why. The guy has become, in this book at right. least, he's become self-aware. He's realized right. his mistakes and what, like, his capabilities. My uncle is right. a born limitations. leader. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. Dude, I got goosebumps. Like, Well, okay. As long as all this is in place and is genuine and real. Right. Well, I mean, which, it's, it's as which, real as we can we can take it the, uh, on the face value, right? right? <clears throat> I, I think it's real and I... Same. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm into... I'm not... <laughs> I'm not suspicious of him yet. So there's um well he is he's Navani's son, so the apple and the tree and the falling, right? Yeah. 
Um, and then fall, yeah, I, uh, okay. There's a couple of sentences. There's a couple of lines that Elokar says at the end of that, this chat, that chapter. I can't wait to get to them. But it's, okay, um, yeah, me too. So it's amazing. Okay, but before Nego- negotiations, uh, be- before we can even start the chapters, though, very quickly, <clears throat> you and I okay. have to briefly recap the conversation we had with our Patreon D and D group with Papino, Buzzkill, Joe, and Joel. Oh okay, yes, Santa Cruz. So, oh yeah, there were we, some we weird have to, things. Just we the little things there. we have to talk about is we, we were chatting, and everyone knows where you are in the book. They are yes. very careful in talking to you and yes. someone said something that made you go wait what and at first we kind of thought that maybe we had given up the ghost but we realized that it was something that you hadn't really realized yet in the book um about shard blades not cutting flesh and not leaving a wound or a gash right yeah i wasn't quite clear so right i had still thought for some reason I, I pr- probably for no good reason <clears throat> that the shard blade was still capable of severing right the flesh i mean but i think it was clear in the description in way of kings that it did not do that it mm-hmm. was more or less killing like denying the soul of that part of you right and then it becomes just unusable right 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 now um the, do, does the, it change in any other physical characteristics like let's say um, you, you slice through somebody's arm. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that in the book, um, it says that it goes a little bit gray. Yeah, that's like what I it thought looks too. lifeless, okay. right? Looks lifeless. Yeah. One right. of the, uh, the Buzzkill brought it up while we were having this chat the other day, and he said that yeah. the the best example of this is in when they're in the the uh, chasms, and mm-hmm, Cal mm-hmm. has the uh, Shalon's shard blade, yeah, which we know now as pattern, and he yes. he has to cut through the vine twice to cut it. He cuts through the vine once. It goes slice clean through without actually right. cutting it. It kills the vine. It kills, like it takes its soul. And then he has to cut and through then, it again to actually cut through the vine and like separate it from itself. So soul first, right. material second. So same second. thing would be here in a person. You could stab them in the arm with a shard blade. The arm would go dead. And then if you went and swung that blade at that same hand or at the uh, elbow joint, it would cut so what if it's clean through. So that's, yeah, that's odd. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. It's odd that. Um, so <laughs> what if it's something that like you, so you have to kill. So it's like, what if these beings are, I guess it's the vine, right? So it's, yeah. it's living. So the living has something inside of it that has to be. Like a spark or a soul with, or something. Dealt yeah. with first before you go to the material. That has to so be terminated, right. But but you could use a regular knife and cut through a vine. Like you you can yes, still cut absolutely. You can still cut. Yeah, you would be able to. Yeah, but not a shard blade. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyways, it's um. I wanted to bring it to everyone's <coughs> attention that. Oh, I thought you were going to bring for... up the other crazy stuff we were talking. Oh, about. Oh no no yeah. we can, I mean there, there's no there's no basis for any of that stuff. That was all wild no, speculation. Not really. So until it comes back up and again in our, our coverage, then there's no there's no point in bringing it up. We, but, okay. But this perfect. is something very concrete that we can talk about that we know the result right. of, and I just wanted to make the listeners aware that um that um that there's no confusing been... now. We we could have handled that in a in an info dump. We could have we could have, but now in an info dump. Yeah, people have been uh, asking about your uh, jingle, the uh, the old Fabricland, the, the, the adjusted Fabricland. Fabric yeah, it's the Fabric Remix. <laughs> okay, right. let's jump into chapter twelve. Yes, please. Okay, negotiations. We begin with, <clears throat> I ask not that you forgive me, nor that you even understand. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
bold. Yeah. I don't want forgiveness or that you even understand what you're about to read. Yeah. Almost that I, I just want you to know it. You don't need to understand where I'm coming from and you don't need to forgive me for the things I've done, but I just need, need it to be known. Right. So it just needs to be an account, a right. record. Right. Right. Wow. Hmm. Dalinar stood beside the glass windows in an upper floor room of Urethiru, hands clasped behind his back. The cloud, sorry, the, the sky cloud, the sky was cloud free. I think, so this is interesting. I hadn't really thought about this component until Buzzkill Joe brought it up in our D&D game. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Talking about the weather. Yeah. And that it's kind of suspicious or it's odd. Right. With regards to the absence of clouds, right. other than during storm events, right. right? I hadn't really thought about that, but but here here's a, a, a slight little sort of reference to that. Well, this is uh, it's cloud free here because the um, the tower. Well, they're is also above, above. Yeah, it's above right. everything, right? So right, it's so amazing. I, yeah. I I I always come back to that when I'm reading this, where they are. And actually, Dalinar is speaking about this right 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 away. Yeah, <clears throat> addressing that very issue with regards to the windows. So the windows were tall. He'd never seen anything like them. Because who would dare build something out of glass? Something that was so brittle. And face it toward the storms. Mm -hmm. So that would indicate... Well you're, well, you're above the storms, first of all. Right. But he's still thinking in terms of storm threats. Right. So he's uh, just adjusting to, the, to this sort of thing. The city was above the storms. These windows seemed a mark of defiance. A symbol... Of what the radiance had meant. They had stood above the pettiness of world politics, and because of that height, they could see so far. Mm -hmm. I love this I really metaphor. Me too. Mm -hmm. I also like it in reference to the Knights Radiant, right? Being privileged enough, uh, or sorry, being privileged enough to be a part of <clears throat> this experience to be above the storms, right. so that they can see far and wide. Right, exactly. It's nice and too. can offer that wisdom. It's I I have to draw lines between the Knights Radiant and and the Jedi for sure. Um, just because it it's it really fe it it feels like like this whole story just feels as epic to me as when I was a kid first discovering what it was to 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 be a jedi or to feel the force i mean i think that um <clears throat> i think that most of the fandom would say the same that this is would agree with this that? is why yeah. one of the reasons why people are rabid are, are rabid for this stuff is that yeah um it's it is epic and we all feel it right yeah yeah we feel yeah well this, as you say that right now i'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps this is a metaphor i love this metaphor that he uses here and, mm -hmm. and when he's when he uses this <clears> metaphor <throat> he gains a little bit of an understanding of what the tower means and what i like about this is that we just had a chapter where shalon was like i'm having a hard time drawing the tower because i don't understand it but right dalinar seems to understand it here and i really mm -hmm. love that you know what I mean? Maybe Shallan's not seeing it for what it is, and Dalinar's seeing it as a symbol against what's to come. It's above the pettiness of yeah, yeah the pettiness of yeah. everything. Because Shallan is still quite a little bit in her head as oh, we're about to. For sure, she is. Yeah, for she, sure, well, she I mean, is. How could she not be given right. her past? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, you I you idealize them," said a distant voice in Dalinar's head. This voice, like rumbling thunder. They were men like you, no better, no worse. 
I find that encouraging, Dalinar says. If they were like us, then it means we can be like them. They eventually betrayed us. Do not forget that. Why? What happened? What changed them? The Stormfather fell silent. He always does this. Yep. Never gives the answer. Please, Dalinar says, tell me. Some things are better left forgotten, the voice said to him. You of all men should understand this, considering the whole in your mind and the person who once filled it. What person? Are we speaking of the Blackthorn here or something else? Well, that's, that's a, good, um, <clears throat> a good thought. Now, the holes in his mind are of his wife, and the person mm-hmm. who once filled it would be his right. wife. His but wife. But when you say Beatrice. the Blackthorn, I like that a lot. <laughs> that, gives, that gives me some serious fucking goosebumps. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe a part of him, he forgets part of himself as well right. because he forgets a part of his wife. Because he forgets his wife, maybe he's forgetting a part of himself, too. I like, I like still, that a lot, dude. That's really cool. But he, but he still remembers the Blackthorn because it's evidenced here when he's, For sure. he's getting frustrated. Like, th- this chapter is a frustrating political battle. And, and it's because of his reputation, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and you and I talked about it, I think last pod we said, you know, how it's a little rich for Dalinar to be asking for this allegiance. Yeah. Considering his past. Yeah. Right? I read this um, I read this sentence a little differently here. It says they they eventually betrayed us. Do not forget that. And then Dalinar says, Why what happened? And then the Stormfather fell silent. And then when he talks again, he says, Some things are better left forgotten. Oh shit. Where is Dunny? And then he just leaves and tries to go look for <laughs> Dunny. Because he doesn't yeah. want he doesn't <laughs> want to Dunny, Dunny is the escape of trying to give you any explanation for anything in the series. <laughs> so the Stormfather's like, I think I found Dunny, and then he just leaves. So what changed with these people? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. What changed? Hmm. Well, and of course, it still remains to be seen whether this whole relationship with the Spren is uh, for good or for ill. Mm-hmm. Um, Bright Lord, <clears throat> Brightness Kalami says from behind, the Emperor is ready for you. Dalinar turns around. Urthiru's upper levels held several unique rooms in which she's standing in an amphitheater shaped like half a moon, windows at the top, then rows of seating that leads to a speaking floor below. Each seat had a small pedestal beside it for the radiant spren, the Stormfather told him. Mm -hmm. Dude, isn't that cool? This little detail is, it's amazing. It's my favorite. (laughs) I love that. It really is. It's my favorite thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, brown paper packages tied up with string. Yes, yeah. th- th- this is this is huge for me. This brought me to that room. Brought me to this place. I loved picturing these pedestals for yeah. the spren. Yeah, dude, a little place I of wanna... honor, dude. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's like being it's like being bonded, or you have an animal an animal um, companion, like in in D anD D or something, with mm-hmm. like a, a a pixie or sprite. Yeah. And they're just with you everywhere you go. They have a place of honor, mm-hmm. a place maybe to speak or be heard, or I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if it's quite that far, but no. But it, pedestals. It feels like maybe they could, right? Maybe the <clears throat> spren could have opinions. It, like I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's really cool. Like they were included in all of it. 
And is it pedestal or pedestool? It's well, it depends on if it's for a frog or not. A pedestool for a frog. I was, I was referencing uh, the IT crowd. There's a great episode in there where they cover the, the oh. pedal. What's a what's a pedal stool? <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, um, love the pedestals. That's a favorite thing of mine for this chapter. Uh, Dalinar starts down towards his team, Aladar and his daughter May Navani, who's wearing a green hava. Mm-hmm. Feet stretched out, shoes off, and ankles crossed. Highly suspicious. Yeah. Very suspicious. <clears throat> she has her crossed. shoes off, yeah. her ankles are crossed. She's yeah. too relaxed. I don't like it. She's, she's too relaxed. <laughs> doesn't she know the world is ending? Yeah, doesn't she know? Okay, elderly Kalami <clears throat> was there to write, and Tishav Kal, one of Alethkar's finest political minds, to advise. Right. A small group. A small group prepared to change the world. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Send my greetings to the emperor, Dalinar says. You are greeted by his imperial majesty. Now, what do these initials mean here? Um, his imperial <clears throat> majesty. C-H-V-D. VD. Yanagon the first. It's obviously yeah. his like main title. <clears throat> what, what, what's the, what's the, what's the, um. The C-H-V-D? Yeah. No idea. We do know that okay. he changed his names from Gox to Yonagon, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So Yonagon, the first emperor of Makaba, king of Azir, lord of the bronze palace, prime Maquasix, grand minister and emissary of Yazir. Navani says an imposing title for a 15-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. He supposedly raised a child from the dead. Tishav says, right. a miracle that gained him the support of the viziers. Local word is that they had trouble finding a new prime after the two, the last two were murdered by our old friend, the assassin in white. Mm-hmm. So the viziers picked a boy with questionable lineage and made up a story about him saving someone's life in order to demonstrate a divine mandate. So we know, we know that's that a little different though, right? This is a little different <laughs> yep. from the story we know. There, right. the viziers are claiming that he... So he saved performed um, this he performed the miracle yeah and right and saved someone and brought them back to life when mm-hmm. he was the one who was saved and was brought back to life by the edge right. dancer by lift right? right yeah yeah so telephone um where do the ardents <clears throat> sorry I, I probably shouldn't ask this right now but j- j- just thinking about these viziers where do you think the local the viziers in azir mm-hmm. um where do they stand on the return of the Knights Radiant? We don't, we don't really know that. Because. We know a whole know, lot about the Voran religion, but the Makabaki regions have their own cultural religious right. stuff. So we don't know. Because that, that might be interesting to know. Um, like, I, I guess a valid question to ask is why. Why is this information wrong? We know we know that the the uh, emperor and all of his cronies, <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously the emperor is going to be in favor of lift, but all of the cronies are all like we we do want you to come back to the palace lift. Remember in Edge Dancer, they don't they right. they see her value. They they want her close, so they are okay. not uh, hateful and fearful of of Knight's Radiance. They okay. obviously That's what I was also want to harness her and have her on their side, right? So Mm -hmm. good, good luck with lift. Yeah. Good luck. Trying to put a harness on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Making things up doesn't sound very Azish, says Dalinar. 
They're fine with it, Navani says, as long as you can find witnesses willing to fill out the affidavits. Right. Kalami, thank his Imperial Majesty for meeting with us and his translators for their efforts. Dalinar was pacing about the room. Again, mm-hmm. I, I love the language, like an animal. Mm-hmm. Navani stood to join him, eschewing her shoes, walking in socks. Your Imperial Majesty, Dalinar says, I speak to you from the top of Urathiru, city of legend. The sights are breathtaking. I invite you to visit me here and tour the city. You are welcome to bring any guards or retinue you see fit. Yeah, like bring everyone if you want. It's okay. Well, I want lift. Right. I, the whole time this conversation with Gox and his viziers are happening, yeah. I kept expecting, this is when I first read it, I kept expecting um, for Lyft to interject. Yeah. In the Spandry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hi. Yeah. Um, hi, yeah, it's just, it's me. My friend Lyft <laughs> wants to say hi <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. That would have been fun too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Azir, the most powerful country in the West, central, important, important uh, Oathgate to secure. So a tactical reason why Dalinar really wants to get this mm-hmm. in place. And also the Azish government was kind of a beautiful mess. Yeah. As Galinar had often admired it, layers of clerics filled all levels where both men and women wrote. That's interesting. Right. Scions were like ardents, though they weren't slaves, which Dalinar found odd. Obviously he finds, finds it odd because he's so used to his own very slavery-heavy <laughs> culture, right? Right. Right. In Azir, being a priest minister to the government was the highest honor to which one could aspire. The Azish prime claimed to be emperor of all Makabaki, but in reality he was only king over Azir. Yeah, we kind of had that impression from the from, from uh, Edge reading Dancer. Edge Dancer. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Your Highness, the reply finally came. Kalami reading the words. We thank you for your warning about the storm that blew from the wrong direction. Your timely words have been noted and recorded in the official annals of the Empire, recognizing you as a friend of Azir. Well, that wasn't much of a response, says Aladar. Why didn't he <laughs> reply to your invitation, Delinar? The little little side note here, just quickly. Yeah, go I ahead. really love yeah. that Aladar is included in this. Mm-hmm. Aladar, who is like literally one of Dalinar's foes at the beginning of the series, is now mm-hmm. a trusted confidant by his side yeah, he's, during he's these negotiations. Over. You know, mm-hmm. it's really really great. I really really love this. Well, it's like one down, right? Right. <laughs> Being noted in their official records is a great honor to the Azish. Tishav says. So they've paid you a compliment. Yes, Navani says, but they are trying to dodge the offer we made. Press them, Dalinar. Kalami, please send the following, says Dalinar. I am honored, though I wish my inclusion in your annals could have been due to happier circumstances. Let us discuss the future of Roshar together here. I am eager to make your personal acquaintance. They waited as patiently as they could. It finally came in Alethi. We of the Azish crown are saddened to share mourning for the fallen with you, as your noble brother was killed by the Shin Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So were beloved members of our court. This creates a bond between us. That was all. 
A lot of not speak, eh? There's a lot of like not not doesn't much address, being said. Yeah, doesn't address the invitation at all. Yeah. They're not going to be pushed into this, uh, says Navani. They could at least explain themselves. Dalinar snaps. It feels like we're having two different conversations. The Azish do not like to give offense, says Tishav. They're almost as bad as the Amuli in that regard, particularly with foreigners. Hmm. It was the way of politicians, it seems. Half answer after half answer, mild promises with no bite to them. Mm-hmm. Laughing eyes that mocked him even while they pretended to be fiercely, or sorry, perfectly sincere. Yeah. Politics are politics, yeah. basically. Um, again, interesting in the language, there's no bite to them because he relates to a bite. I don't know. There's just, it's interesting the way it's put. Storms, here he was again, trying to unite people who didn't want to listen to him. This is what kind of what we talked about before. Remember, we've mentioned this, but he's sa- he, now he's saying it plainly. And I really like this. There was a time he thought when I united in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put I put an asterisk beside that, bringing blood and ash to those who defied his brother. He could say he said he, he feels like he can smell it. <clears throat> He's like yeah. he smelled smoke, heard men screaming in pain. Yeah, and then like an animal. And then the next line is those memories had become particularly vivid lately. Yeah, I know. It's coming back he's, to haunt yeah, he's, him. Ever since uh, uh, Kadash was like, you know, the Rathalus, the, the, the Rift, all that, that the, his old time back then, he's starting to dwell on it a little bit. And he's, he's remembering some stuff, even though he can't remember everything. Yeah, I hope that it's not coming back. Be, I hope it's coming back for him to be reminded that he's not to go back there. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it's coming back to him, reminding him of what could be accomplished by doing things like that. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to state right now that we are <clears throat> going to be on Celine Dion watch. There is going to come a point where Dalinar's going to, th- yep, he's going to, Dalinar's going to throw his arms out and he's going to go, it's all coming back to me. It's- <laughs> <laughs> You're invoking Celine in this? Jeez, yes. I, I wish I had known. Patron saint of dramatic <clears throat> moments. That's right. <laughs> Patron saint of drama. Oh my God. That's her title. We've it got is. titles. That's, yeah, that's her title. Um, another tactic, maybe? Navani suggests. Instead of an invitation, try to offer them aid, Dalinar. Your Imperial Majesty, war is coming. Surely you have seen the changes in the Parshman. The Voidbringers have returned. I would have you know that the Alethi are your allies in this conflict. We would share information regarding our successes and failures in resisting this enemy with hope that you will report the same to us. Mankind must be unified in the face of the mounting threat. Mm -hmm. The reply came, we agree that aiding one another in this new age will be of the utmost importance. We're glad to exchange information. What do you know of these transformed Parshmen? Right. So, ah, he struck a chord with them of what matters, information. Right. And they, we, 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 so they're asking a question. And this is the beauty of the way he's written this. He's already laid the groundwork for us to understand that the thing that the, how they work, the, how they work is they want information more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, It's really great. It's brilliant. Um, we engage them on the shattered plains, replies Dalinar. 
creatures with red eyes and similar in many ways to the parchment we found on the shattered plains, only more dangerous. I will have my scribes prepare reports for you detailing all we have learned in fighting the Parshendi over the years. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice of Dalinar, yeah. full, full transparency. Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent, the reply says. This information will be extremely welcome in our current conflict. Yeah. What's the status of your cities? Asks Dalinar. What have the Parshmen been doing there? Do they seem to have a goal beyond wanton destruction? Right. Again, pretty pretty clear that Dalinar has made that leap. Well, he right? he's expecting it, right? He's expecting that. And they're not getting right. what they expect. No. Kaladin's report also attests to that. Mm-hmm. Kaladin sent reports using scribes from the towns he visited, but but new text to nothing. Sorry, new next to nothing. Cities were in chaos. Reliable information was scarce. Fortunately, came the reply, our cities stand <clears throat> and the enemy is not actively attacking any longer. We are negotiating with the hostiles. Negotiating? Dalinar asks. Please clarify, your majesty, Navani says. The Voidbringers are willing to negotiate with you? Yes, came the reply. We are exchanging contracts. They have a very detailed they have very detailed demands with outrageous stipulations. We hope that we can forestall armed conflict in order to gather ourselves and fortify the city. Mm-hmm. Interesting that they've already so they're already in negotiations. Yeah. <clears throat> they can write? Navani asks. Yeah. Well, if they can write they should be able to read too. Right. The Voidbringers themselves are sending you contracts? The average Parshman cannot write, so far as we can tell. But some are different, stronger, with strange powers. They do not speak like the others. Right. Right. So it's not a one for one here. No. Like there's something way more complex. Like the <clears throat> Parshman are not just turning into monsters no they're turning into people who are able to do a tactical raid on a granary and they're also turning into people who are seemingly able to negotiate contracts with the azir who are singularly minded in these kinds of things this is how they deal with all that stuff so you know the fear of them turning into a mindless creature with red eyes that destroys everyone and kills everyone it's not Mm what's happened here so far from the from the couple of reports that we've read in this book so far they are acting i would say more intelligently than expected yes and also acting um in ways that really would only ensure their survival they're they're looking for shelter and food Mm -hmm. and a means to i guess establish a new front somewhere yeah or are they on a, a journey? Are they headed somewhere specific? Don't know that yet. But it's, it's nice to just to remind ourselves that like our, their expectations are different and so are ours. Like what we, mm-hmm. what we thought was going to happen here is a little different than what's happening. So, Right. The average parchment cannot write, but they, they do not speak like the others. Your majesty, Dalinar asks, I need to talk to you directly. I can come myself through the portal. We wrote of earlier, we must get it working again. 
There was silence. Mm -hmm. And he's grinding his teeth, itching to summon a blade and dismiss it over and over. A habit in his youth, a habit that he had picked up from his brother. We regret to inform you that the advice you mentioned, Kalami read, is not functional in our city. We have investigated it and have found that it was destroyed long ago. We cannot come to you, nor you to us. Many apologies. He's telling us this now, Dalinar says. That's information we could have used as soon as he learned it. It's a lie, Navani says. The Oath Gate on the Shattered Plains functioned after centuries of storms and creme buildup. The one in Azimir is a monument in the Grand Market, a large dome in the center of the city. I agree with Brightness Devani's assessment, to, says Tashav. They are worried about the idea of you or your, armory, or your armies visiting. Mm -hmm. This is an excuse. The span read started writing again. What does it say, Dalinar asks. It's an it's affidavit. An affidavit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that funny. the Oath Gate is not functional, signed by Imperial Architects and Storm Wardens. Oh, this is delightful. Only the Azish would assume you'd want certification that something is broken. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's so awesome. Notably, Kalami added, it only certifies that the device does not function as a portal. But of course, it would not. Not unless a Radiant were there to visit and work it. This affidavit basically says that when turned off, the device doesn't work. <laughs> Which is awesome, too. It's like lawyer speak, right? Like they've, lawyered, yeah. they've been lawyered. <laughs> yeah, they've been lawyered. Write this, <laughs> write this, Kalami, Dalinar says. Your majesty, you ignored me once. Destruction caused by the Everstorm was the result. Please, this time, listen. You cannot negotiate with the Voidbringers. We must unify share information, and protect Roshar together. She wrote it and Dalinar waited. Mm -hmm. We misspoke when we mentioned negotiations, Kalami read. It was a mistake of translations. We agree to share information, but, this, but time is short right now. We will contact you again to further discuss. Farewell, High Prince Colin. Right. Peace, I'm out of here. That's what that was. Yeah, you're so, literally pinning us to the wall and make like and and asking something plainly now, and we are like, I'm out of here. Yeah, Azir has left the building. Yeah, Azir is well, and also we're so we're not really clear what these negotiations are like. We don't know with know. their with the Parshendi, yeah, or with the Parshman. And I I think that they're saying here too that we misspoke when we mentioned negotiations with you. This wasn't a negotiation. Right. You know what I mean? We agreed to share information, but uh, but uh, time is short now. Like, meaning we weren't here to negotiate with you. We misspoke. Or in translation, everything right. got mi mixed up. We're here to just talk. Bah, says Dalinar. Fools, idiots, storming light eyes, and damnation's own politics. He stalked about the room. Again, the animals stalking. Wished he had something to kick before forcing his temper under control see this and also i wanted i just want to note here unite them you know it, it it despite all of dalinar's best efforts to be an honorable man or person he is he is trying to get control here mm-hmm 
I mean, ultimately, he is going to be in charge unless he's going to elect someone else. He just, we, we're about to have Elokar say, look, you're a king of kings. Mm-hmm. So, there's no way to sort of circumnavigate around the fact that Dalinar is, is collating control. And that may not be a good thing. Right. And others are, I think, hesitant for him to be at the head of this. We're about to get an, an, another dose of that from right. another contact here. Yeah, completely different, kind different of, interaction, which is awesome. Great interact, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I love this. I love this character. Um, but I, I, I just, I just want to talk about that, just, or, not, or just mention that 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 what really has changed from the Blackthorn? Like the Blackthorn is securing, like he did all of these deeds for his brother. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very uh, Darth Vader kind of Empire sort of tactics. Decades ago, you know, he did this. Decades join us, ago. Or, jo- yeah, decades ago. So join us or die. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to do it with politics, right? Not quite getting what he wants. The memories of the Blackthorn are coming back. He's still getting angry. He's getting frustrated. He's putting together this this team of Knights Radiant, these very powerful, potentially warriors, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It, it just makes it just makes me nervous. It's, I, uh, it's n- really n- great. Not that I think, like, I still think he's. I still think the character is trying to be honorable. It's all good, but I think that it's all, it's about that perspective. Like others looking in on this mm-hmm. could look at it very differently. Yeah. yeah. I um. Can I? Can I quickly throw out? Hmm. You said something a couple of episodes ago where you were like. You know, each book seems to have its own theme, and then that theme carries over into the next book, and we keep Mm -hmm. stacking themes on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking Mm -hmm. a little bit about what I thought maybe the theme of Oathbringer could be. I have an idea, too. I'd like to posit the idea that maybe the theme of Oathbringer is that the past will catch up to you. You know know what I was going to say? Just in one word, because we we sort of had like uh, in in oath in uh, Wave Kings, we're talking about the wind. Yeah, but we might have chosen another couple of words for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been honor. Um, per- a perspective, I think, is j- perfect for for words for um, yeah. for words of radiance. This one could be memories, right? Um, we have several characters about- dealing with. Something that they've done in their past catching up to them. Dalinar with yeah. his days as the Blackthorn now is making things really hard to negotiate. Shallan, yeah. what she did in her past is messing with her head. Adolin is having a- to Adolin. deal with what he did with Asadius. And, and yep. the past catching up with you happened to the city of Hearthstone when Kaladin came back. Like maybe yes. Cal doesn't have to deal with it, but Rashon definitely did. Yes. You know what I mean? So there's, yeah. I don't know. There's a little something there that I, I, yeah. that's cooking we'll, that we'll I see. like. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think, I think we've got it. Okay. So, right. <laughs> Fool's just, he's getting, he's getting upset when they basically ignored him here yeah. <clears throat> with this whole trying to invite them, trying to, trying to win over the Azish, um, kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, Navani says that's more of a stone wall than I expected. Brightness call. In my experiences with the Azish, says Tishav, 
they are extremely proficient at saying very little in as many words as possible. Mm-hmm. This is not an unusual example of communication with their upper ministers. Don't be put off. It will take time to accomplish anything with them. Right. Dalinar says, time during which Roshar burns. Why did they pull back regarding their claim to have negotiations with the Voidbringers? Oh, Are they thinking go. of allying themselves to the enemy? Ah. See, there it begins. Mm-hmm. The seeds of... the seeds of Actually, <laughs> he's pulling a jack. <laughs> he's getting suspicious unnecessarily. Like, hey, who? Azish. Hey, Navani, why aren't yeah. you wearing shoes? What's going on? Yeah, what's the deal? You're crossing your ankles. Oh, enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I hesitate to guess, Tishab says, but I would say that they simply decided they'd given away more information than intended. We need Azir, says Dalinar. Nobody in Makabak will listen to us unless we have Azir's blessing, not to mention the Oathgate. He trails off as a different span reed on the table started to blink. Right. It's the Thalans, says Kalami. They're early. You want to reschedule, asks Navani. No, we can afford to wait another few days before the Queen can spare time again. Takes a deep breath. Talking to politicians was more exhausting than a hundred-mile march in full armor. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of battle yeah. for, for Dalinar here. Proceed, Kalami. I'll contain my frustration. Yeah, but for how long? Yeah. Her Royal Highness, Kalami read, Brightness Fen... Rem- sorry, how do I say that? R- Ren- to N- Renamdi? Namdi? Renamdi. Renamdi. Renamdi, Queen of Thelena, writes to you. Bright Lord, pardon the interruption, but that indicates that the Queen holds the span read herself rather than using a scribe. First little indicator of the character. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It's great. You're dealing with her directly. Your yeah. Majesty, Dalinar says. Hands behind his back, pacing. He thinks to himself, do better. Unite them. Mm-hmm. I send you greetings from Urathiru, holy city of the Knights Radiant, and extend to you our humblest invitation. This tower is truly a sight to behold, matched only by the glory of a sitting monarch. I would be honored to present it for you to experience. Queen Fen was writing directly in Alethi. Colin, you old brute, quit spreading Chulscat. What do you really want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, 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 okay, I, uh, I'll say this. I really do like Navani's response here. Yeah. I always did like her. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I will give that to Navani. Yeah. It's great. Um, <clears throat> I'm being sincere, your majesty. My only desire is for us to meet in person and to talk to you and show you what we've discovered. The world is changing around us. Oh, uh, the world is changing, is it? Uh, what uh, led you to this incredible conclusion? Was it the fact that our slaves suddenly became void bringers, or was it perhaps the storm that blew the wrong way, ripping our cities apart? Aladar clears his throat. Her Majesty seems to be having a bad day. Navani says she's insulting us. For Fen, that actually implies a good day. Right. Dalinar says she's always been perfectly civil the few times I've met her. She was being queenly then, says Navani. You've got her, you've got her talking to you directly. Trust me, it's a good sign. Right. And I love, I love this, this read what? here from Navani because she's not pretending to be queen. She's just right. being herself. She's being Fen right now. And I love this. And at this. the end, she becomes queenly, yes, right? Which yeah, is not, exactly. not good. Yeah. 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 
Your Majesty, Dalinar says, please tell me of your parchment. The transformation came upon them? Yes, she replies. Storming monsters stole our best ships. Almost everything in the harbor from single-masted sloops on up and escaped to the city. They sailed? Confirmed they didn't attack? So, hold on here. Yeah. They read? They write? Mm-hmm. They're able to plan There's, heists? They, they sail? They sail? They fly now? Which reminds me, okay, now? I wasn't going to go there. I okay. wasn't going to go there. Okay, I was going to go to an older sorry. reference, a What About Bob reference, where, where, where Bill Murray's I'm like, I'm sailing. <laughs> I sail, like, on the boat and everything. I yeah, sail. Yeah. 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 It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But what I love, how little they know. Right. Casting aspersions, casting judgments, mm-hmm. they're void bringers, mm-hmm. they're dangerous. Well, you don't seem to know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that they do know, though, is that the storm that changed them mm-hmm. feels wrong. Well, the storm, the storm that changed them is the one that's going in the wrong direction. Right. It, and it right. feels wrong. Remember he said the storms before didn't feel like angry and violent. They were, they just were natural causes. It was just a normal storm. But this one with the red lightning, it feels malevolent. Dalinar had that right. thought. Yeah, so. yeah. No, no. That's that's very true. And it's not like they weren't seemingly power hungry. What was Eshenai's uh, sister's name again? Venli. Uh, Venli. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the the, the um, desire for that form and the power seemed real. Mm-hmm. For sure. And did not and did not seem like they wanted it for good. But then again, I w- I almost want to reread that. Yeah. And see if I can put a different perspective on it. Is it that? Is it merely that they wanted it to defend be themselves? Able to be right. Yeah. Is is it simply that, or is it like is uh, what I'm wondering is if uh, Brandon, Mister Sanderson here is is playing with us with all of that with regards to how we view the intentions. Right. It's, um, I think it's more tragic <clears throat> if they were searching for a way to just defend themselves and then they turned yeah. into something undesirable. It's very tragic if you think yeah. that they were only looking to, to, to survive and they looked for an upper hand in the war and then right. they became something that they did not expect. That, not, I, that is more, way more tragic than, than the right. other options. I think, well, because so. then you can empathize with with what them. they've become. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, there were some scuffles, says Fen, but most everyone was too busy dealing with the effects of the storm. By the time we got th- things somewhat sorted out, they were sailing away in a grand fleet of royal warships and, and private trading vessels alike. So, hang on, warships and trading vessels, are they going to set up like a new nation somewhere? Like... They're stealing su- food supplies, they're food negotiating supplies. with other uh, governments, and they're stealing modes of transportation like boats. It's pretty crazy. I love this next line from Dalinar. He drew a breath. We don't know half as much about the Voidbringers as we assumed. This is one right. of the first time he, is, he says it now. He's a, you're right. And that's, I've been wanting a bit of sobriety there. Or someone terms, to say it. Someone to acknowledge. Yes. Yeah. Because I've been saying it for a while, ever since Yasna was very confident about her findings. I, I know that she was 
trying to get to Urethiru to find more answers, which may have informed her further. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we still get that. That right. would be an amazing bit. Right. Well, obviously, the reunification of Yasna into the story would be amazing right. if we get it. Um, but also finding more secrets in Urethiru, that mm. would be great. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, Your Majesty, he continued, you might remember that we warned you about the imminent arrival of that storm. Fen says, I believed you, if only because we got word from new Natanen confirming it. We tried to prepare, but a nation cannot upend four millennia worth of tradition. Snap of, of, uh, of the fingers. Thalen's city is, a, is in shambles, colon. The storm broke our aqueducts, sewer systems, ripped apart our docks, flattened the entire outer market. We have to fix our cisterns, reinforce our buildings to withstand storms and rebuild society, all without any Parshman laborers and in the middle of the storming weeping. I don't have time for sightseeing. Right. So practical. So practical. At least, you know what? I like her response because it's, she's telling him like it is. It's telling the truth. Listen, I don't have too much shit to deal with, bro. I don't have time to come over and have fucking tea. Like, seriously. It's hardly, I I loved that she's at the end there that you've got all these things to fix. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to do it in the pour in the rain. In the yeah, in the rain, yeah. In exactly. the weeping, yeah. yeah. It just adds to the misery yeah. of it all. And also, you now don't you don't have your uh, indentured servants, right? Your whole labor force right? is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You might have to work for yourselves now. Mm-hmm. It's hardly sightseeing, Your Majesty. I am aware of your problems, and dire though they are, we cannot ignore the void bringers. I intend to convene a grand conference of kings to fight this threat. See again. A grand conference of kings, mm-hmm. basically collating the power. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's what I mean to imply here, that there may not be a great difference. Like, this could be, it could be like, you know, the Blackthorn trying to accomplish something in a different way. Almost like imagine that you could take the Blackthorn, hide him for a bit. Mm-hmm. because it, maybe because it's too much it's like you're not going to get what you want if you just keep going around killing like you might need to unite them gain more control more power and then you can achieve something or achieve what you what you may have wanted right see i i don't i'm just postulating because i don't know the story sure. of how it ended up no nope, so i don't know how it ends with with sadius uh the blackthorn but his and, reputation uh, does precede him and it is um it is making it difficult for sure it's hardly sightseeing i'm aware of your problems and dire though they are i intend to have this grand conference led by you she says of course right so she's calling him i'm glad she called him out on this yeah yeah it's always you, Dalinar, ultimately yeah. at the head of the table. Why? Right. Why not someone else? Urthiru is the natural location for a meeting, says Dalinar. Your Majesty, the Knights Radiant have returned. We speak again their ancient oaths and bind the surges of nature to us. If we can restore your oath gate to functionality, you can be here in an afternoon and then return the same evening to direct the needs of your city. Navani nodded at this tactic. What? Dalinar asks. Of Aladar, because he like folds of his Aladar, arms. Yeah. yeah. We need a Radiant to travel to the city to activate their Oath Gate, right? Aladar asks. 
Yes, Navani says, a radiant needs to unlock the gate on this side, which we can do at any moment. Then one has to travel to the destination city and undo the lock there as well. Once that's done, a radiant can initiate a transfer from either location. Then the only one we have that can theoretically get to Thalen is the Windrunner, Aladar says. But what if it takes him months to get back here? Or what if he's captured by the enemy? Can we even make good on our promises, Dalinar? It's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Dalinar thought there was a weapon that he had decided to keep hidden for, uh, for now. It might work as well as a Radiance shard blade in opening the Oath Gates. Okay, what's this he's talking about? Do you know? Of course I know. Do I know? Yes, you do know. And I'm going to tell you plainly, I'm not going to make it a secret. A troubling problem, but one that Dalinar thought he might have an answer to. There was a weapon that he decided to keep hidden from now. It might work yeah. as well as a Radiant Shard Blade in opening the gates and let them uh, let someone reach Thalen City by flight. Something that Whoa, can literally... Hang on, I missed that bit. Yeah. And by might flight. let someone reach Thalen, Thalen City by flight. Oh, a, yes, right. A, a weapon that can mimic Windrunner powers is... Zeth's blade. His honor blade. Right, the honor blade. So Dalinar has that secretly stashed away. And that blade, I can I tell you very plainly, that. is yeah, yeah. Yezrian's blade. The king of the heralds. Right. right. So that was his honor. That, that was his blade. That was his honor, uh, honor blade. So right. if Thank someone you holds so it. so much for reminding me mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I so completely... if someone holds it, they have the powers of a windrunner. <sighs> right. That's why Zeth was able to do all the same things that Kaladin was able to do. Right. Right. And Dalinar has this in his possession. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fen's reply comes. I will admit that my merchants are intrigued by these oath gates. We have lore surrounding them here. That the one most passionate could cause the portal of worlds to open again. I think every girl in Thalena dreams of being the one to invoke it. It's cool that it's part of their, like, their culture and I their like lore, this. yeah. Yeah, it's a mini highlight for me, for mm-hmm. sure. The passions, the passions, Navani says, the Thalans have a, a pagan pseudo-religion, and that had always been a curious aspect in dealing with them. They would praise the heralds one moment, but then speak of the passions the next. I like that. Yeah. The Thalans have the passions. If you want to send me what you know about these oath gates... Well, that sounds great, Fen continues, but I'm not interested in some grand conference of kings. You let me know what you boys come up with because I'm going to be here frantically trying to rebuild my city. Well, Aladar says, at least we finally got an honest response. I'm not convinced this is honest, Dalinar says. But something seemed off about her responses. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? See, when, when I first read that um, at the start, I thought... Well, is she being coerced in some way? Like, is she in some compromised position on her end? Right. But then I thought, well, she's speaking very plainly. Like, I don't think that would make sense. Mm -hmm. Because she's not trying to hide anything. Yeah. Or so it appears. What what, what do you think about that? I think that... um, Something off about her response. That Queen Fen is right now an unknowable Mm -hmm. monarch. We don't know much about her. 
we actually know more about Gox and the Prime Equisix than we do know about her, right? Because yeah. we had yeah. an interlude with him, and from Lyft's point of view, we know him a little bit. But we don't know this character. This is a brand new character, and um, if the the political most political uh, brilliant mind in uh, Alethkar Teshev is mm-hmm. saying there's something a little off here. I think mm-hmm. she might be hiding something. We have to kind of. We're not sure what it is, but maybe she is. Maybe she's hiding um, how truly bad things are in Thalina. Or maybe she's saying things are really bad here. I have to rebuild the city and they're not as bad as she's making it out to be. Either way, they're, right. she is mis- misrepresenting something about her situation. Hmm. Offer troops, says Navani, to help her rebuild. Your Majesty, I am deeply grieved to hear of your losses. I have many soldiers here who are currently unoccupied. I would gladly send you a battalion to help repair your city. The reply was slow. I'm not sure what I think of having Alethi troops on my stone. Well-intentioned or not. Aladar grunts. She's worried about invasion. Everyone knows Alethi and ships don't mix. She's not worried about us arriving on ships, Dalinar says. She's worried about an army of troops suddenly materializing in the center of her city. Right. Very good point. Good. Mm-hmm. He brings that up. Yeah. That he could, he could be there. I think it's the next uh, paragraph. A very rational worry. If Dalinar had the inclination, he could send a Windrunner, secretly open Oathgate, and invade an unprecedented assault. Mm-hmm. What if that's where everyone's at thing, where everyone's heads are at well what if that's where dalinar like like okay there's been a theme here with regards to to unification right or not a theme but just a a, a, a repeat occurrence which is they're not interested I'm just not that, I'm just not that into you right <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm just kinda, not that into you I'm just not that into you it's you know the high princes don't want to play nice. Mm-hmm. He couldn't unite them on the, he, he only had a few with him to go on the, on the shattered plains. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what happens when he gets frustrated when things are going to continue in this vein? Right. And why do I say that? Because how can you possibly expect different results? If it keeps going the same, I mean, right. The return of the Knights Radiant is an interesting event. Is it a Roshar unifier? Not with all of the disparate uh, ways to view them. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency. How can you possibly? It's just, it's a goal that is unattainable. Yeah. And so these oath gates could be, you know, as, and Dalinar is just indicating right in that little paragraph. Well, if I, if I had the inclination or the, idea i would invade doing it this way right it's kind of like in chess like you're just putting the pieces in place you know the oath gates are essential so you're going to to go after them get you're going to get those activated and then if you don't go in line with what i would like well then i'm going to invade you right i don't know it just i i I, I get it i think that's what they're all worried about i'm just worried i guess i'm just worried that dalinar will fall that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm, wor- I'm worried about that. Um, Your Majesty, okay, where are we? <laughs> I lost my place again. Um, 
Oh yeah, the plant, the uh, the radiance. I, lo- I love this uh, coming up here. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Kolinar. They still didn't have any reliable information about what was happening in Alethi. Yeah, the rioting was still going on. There might be a way to get armies in and restore order. Okay, so that's that's a fair, like if if you can get the Oathgate going in. Colinar, mm-hmm. and you can open it and send troops through. That's a quicker way to get information about what's going on there. Yeah, and hopefully rectify the situation because it appears to have to do with the queen. Like they mention it in, in a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, Your Majesty, Queen Fen says, consider my or offer of troops. He, he says, oh, sorry, to, yeah. it's Dalinar. Yeah, it's Dalinar to to Queen Fen. Your Majesty, consider my offer of troops, please. And as you do. Might I suggest that you begin searching among your people for budding Knights Radiant? They are the key to working the Oath Gates. We have, a, we have had a number of Radiants manifest near the Shattered Plains. They are formed through an interaction with certain Spren, who seem to be searching for worthy candidates. I can only assume this is happening worldwide. It is essential, sorry, it is entirely likely that among the people of your city, someone has already spoken the Oaths. Mm-hmm. You're giving up quite a you're giving up quite an advantage, Dalinar. Aladar notes. Hmm. I'm planting a seed, Aladar, Dalinar says, and I'll plant it on any hill I can find, regardless of who owns it. We must fight as a unite as a unified people. I don't dispute that, Aladar says, but your knowledge of the Radiance is a bargaining point, one that can perhaps draw people to you, force them to work with you. Force them. Yeah. Give up too much, and you might find a, a headquarters for the Knights Radiant in every major city across Roshar. Rather than working together, you'll have them competing to recruit. It's a very good point. It is, but why fear that? Why, why not have a central place in the various kingdoms for the Knights Radiant to develop? And... You know, like, like, what's the threat there? Um, See, I, I read, I read it kind of like differently. I, I thought like when Aladar is like, you know, force them to work with you, you're giving up too much. You're being too tactical. You're, 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 it's too much transparency. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm always suspicious when, when people want to put uh, gates or, or walls in, in the flood of information. I think the, I think the point is that because Dalinar has had this pretty much this holy mission of trying to unite them that the idea mm-hmm. of separate individual franchises of knights radiant so you well, go to your local knights radiant you you know the, I, I, I know but you you can always have a you can always have a grand uh you know a, a grand uh amphitheater where uh you know where the knights radiant gather like right. urethiru could still be considered this place above the storms mm-hmm. where knights radiant from roshar can come but they should be able to freely organize themselves in the various kingdoms surely that's a reasonable that's reasonable yeah i don't yeah, know and i i i see what you're saying it's um okay. it's not as bad of an idea as aladar i think is making it out to be right okay he was right unfortunately dalinar so dalinar thinks he's right Dalinar hated turning knowledge into bargaining chips, but what if this was why he'd always failed in his negotiations with the High Princes? 
He wanted to be honest and let the pieces fall where they may, but it seemed that someone better at the game and more willing to break the rules always snatched the pieces Mm -hmm. and dropped them the way they wanted. Right. Yeah. So I I like that Dalinar kind of reminds that, reminds us that he is concerned about that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that makes me feel a little better. (laughs) Um, and we, and we would be happy to send our radiance to train those you discover, then introduce them to the system and fraternity of Urethiru, to which each of them has a right by nature of their oaths. So I, I like that, that like Urethiru being a place of fraternity, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like the Jedi temple on right. Coruscant or something, yep. you know, it's a place where you can go and... <laughs> Gather with like-minded yeah. people and... We will consider this, Kalami read as the span read scribbles across the page. The crown of Thelena thanks you for your interest in our people and we will consider negotiations regarding your offer of troops. We have sent some of our few remaining cutters to track down the fleeing parchment and will inform you of what we discover. Until we speak again, High Prince. Storms, Navani says. She reverted to Queen Speak. We lost her somewhere in there. Yeah. Lost her when he brought up the Knight's Radiant. Maybe. It's just like he well, says, she, she, and then we would be happy was... to train. We'd be happy to send our Radiance to train those you discover. Like already, right. like again, kind of taking control of something that they find. Right. And it's his like, you know, his reputation again is like this warmonger. And this all comes across as very like controlly, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost her there. Dalinar, she says, I'm fine, Navani. I can't expect glowing commitments to cooperation on my first attempt. We'll just have to keep trying. The words were more optimistic than he felt. He wished he could talk to these people in person instead of sending a text. <laughs> that, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of agree with him, right? Yeah. Like, he wants to go and he's struggling to get anybody to meet with him. Yeah. They just don't. They talk to the princes of Vizier next, following, followed by the prince of Tashik. They didn't have oath gates and they were less essential to his plan, but he wanted to at least open lines of communication. Neither gave him more than vague answers. Yeah. Without the Azish Emperor's blessing, he wouldn't be able to get any of the smaller Makabaki kingdoms to commit. Right. That's why they're the Azir is the linchpin in the whole thing, right? Right. Perhaps Imuli or the Tukari would listen, but he'd only ever get one of them because they had a long-standing feud between right. each other. Hmm. Do we know the source of the feud? We, when uh, Lyft is first going into Yadah... Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of refugees from this Imul and Tukari fight. Like they're they're Region, at yeah. war again, and uh, a bunch of you know uh, um, refugees are leaving that both those countries. So we don't really know what's going on over there, but okay, we do know that in Tukar is that. Remember, I I read you the quote from the last book talking about that thing that creature who considers himself a man god in Tukar. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I I've, I've, think I've forgotten about it, to be yeah, honest. I've sort of forgotten about it as well. The man god. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's, something, there's something going oh, on yeah. in Tukar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Hmm. He thinks himself as a like a, a, right. a, a sent by the, the the heralds or something like that. He's like, a, yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, so there's something going on over there. Hmm. Hopefully we'll get that story. Okay. Um, so they're talking to these other princes. They're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Discussions can... with monarchs of Erie. Erie had three monarchs. They talked with them. There was the oath gate at Rall Elorum. With, that was in their lands. They held sway over nearby Rira as well, which had another oath gate. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, of course, there were the Shin to deal with, and they hated using span reeds. So Navani had poked at them through a Thalen merchant who had been willing to relay information. Isn't that fun? Dalinar, sh- what's that? Isn't that fun? Is do you think that the Thalen merchant that they're using to poke at the Shin are risen Is, and uh, Bapsk? No, I don't, probably I don't not. think so. Probably Be a small not. world, but, yeah, but probably not, but, but fun to think about. Yeah. Um, interesting that they, they don't like span reads. Why? I don't don't want anything r- written down. I guess not. I don't know. Very, very tricky. Span reads. They don't walk out like the walking on stone stuff. They've yeah, got very, stone. very particular mm-hmm. ways of thinking over there. Dalinar's shoulder pressed, sorry, protested as he stretched. He had found... Middle age to be like a quiet assassin creeping along behind him. I like that. Mm-hmm. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> he thought idly, bidding farewell to Nirvani, who wanted to sift through information reports from various span read stations around the world. So Nirvani keeping up with everything. Yeah. They are, um, I guess, leaving each other's company at this time. Aladar's daughter and scribes were gathered we're gathering them in bulk for her with these span reeds going to Navani. Mm-hmm. Hovering just outside the doorway, like an axe hound banished from the warmth of the fire, stood Elokar. Yes. What a great way to describe him. Mm-hmm. This is great here. Your Majesty, I'm glad you could make the meeting. Are you feeling better? Why do they refuse you, Uncle? Do they think perhaps you will try to usurp their thrones? Yeah, that's kind of getting to what I've been saying here. Yeah, Alucard is quite... Not, uh, I don't think that he wants to usurp their... Th- but He does. I don't think what? Dalinar wants to, but no. everyone, th- the people that he's dealing with, think that he does. Because that's his reputation. Or think he, they have, he has the capacity to, right. to, to do right. it. Right. Yeah. It's very astute of Alucard here. I think so too. Elokar, Dalinar says, you likely think I say this in spite. I don't. You are better than I am. A better soldier, a better person, and certainly a better king. You do yourself a disservice, Elokar. You must, oh, save your platitudes, Dalinar. For once in your life, just be honest with me. You think I haven't been? Elokar raised his hand and lightly touched his own chest. Perhaps you have been at times. Perhaps the liar here is me. Lying to tell myself I could do this, and that I could be a fraction of the man my father was. No, don't interrupt me, Dalinar. Let me have my say. Voidbringers, ancient cities full of wonder, the desolations. Perhaps, perhaps I'm a fine king. Not extraordinary, but not an abject failure. But in the face of these events, the world needs better than fine. Mm-hmm. There seems a fatalism to his words, and that sent a worried shiver through Dalinar. Elokar, what are you saying? Elokar strode into the chamber and called down to those at the bottom of the rows of seats. Mother, brightness to shove, would you witness something for me? 
Storms, no, thought Dalinar. Don't do this, son. He knows what's coming. Yeah, he can feel it. We all must accept the consequences of our actions, uncle. I've been learning this very slowly, as I can be as dense as a stone. Another C. Remember I told you there's a couple of lines here that uh, Alucard says that I Mm -hmm. really like? He's becoming self-aware. And you know all it took? It just took a couple of meals in a, in a Herdazian household with Lopin's mom. <laughs> Lopin's mom, right. She knocks some sense into him. But, uncle, am I your king? Yes. Well, I shouldn't be. He knelt, shocking Navani and causing her to pull a stop three quarters of the way up the steps. Dalinar, colon, Elokar says in a loud voice, I swear to you now, there are princes and high princes. Why not kings and high kings? Oh, dude. I give an oath, immutable and witnessed, that I accepted you as my monarch. As Alethkar is to me, I am to you. Dude. Goosebumps city, bro. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Dalinar breathed out, looking to Navani's aghast face, then down to his nephew. You did ask for this, uncle, not specifically in words, but it is only, it is the only place we could have gone. You have slowly been taking command ever since you decided to trust those visions. I've tried to include you, Dalinar says. You are right, Elokar, I'm I'm sorry. Are you? Are you really? I'm sorry, Dalinar says, for your pain. I'm sorry that I didn't handle this better. I'm sorry that, that this that this must be. Before you make this oath, tell me what you expect that it entails. I've already said the words, Elikar says. Before witnesses, it is done. I've... Oh, stand up, Dalinar says. Don't be dramatic. If you really want to swear this oath, I'll let you. But let's not pretend you can sweep into a room, shout a few words, and assume it's a legal contract. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Elikar pulls his arm free and says won't even let me abdicate with dignity (laughs) Navani so this is interesting here yeah you're not abdicating right yeah coming from Navani and her son Mm -hmm. she shot a glare at the guards as if to say not a word of this to anyone yeah dude that's my highlight. This entire chapter has been awesome. My highlight is the look Navani gives to the, the, gives to the guards saying, yep. you will not say anything about this. I love that so much, dude. It's fucking. Why? Because it's fucking awesome. No, but why does she want the control? Because. Over this. Because. Like Dalinar said, just because you walked into a room and you shouted some words does not make it a legal contract. Right. So the embarrassment to keep it of, of the whole scene here is going to be kept under wraps. And then they're going to actually write up something much mm-hmm. more detailed and, and actual understandable. Do you know what I mean? Elokar, you intend to shove your uncle into a position above you. He's right to ask, what will this mean for Alethkar? I, he should give up his lands to his heir. Dalinar is a king of somewhere else, after all. Dalinar, High King of Urthiru, maybe the Shattered Plains. 
So Dallin, let's just hold on. Let me just. I know. Peer, you want to stop there? This, parse this just for a couple seconds here. Yeah. So Dalinar is the high prince of Kolinar, the territory of Kolinar. Right. Elucar right. is the king of all of Alethkar. So by becoming a king in another area, he has to give up his rights to Kolinar right. to his heir, which is High Prince Adolin. Right. So Adolin becomes High Prince of Kolinar. Okay. Now he's on par with Aladar and Sabariol and Sadius in his time. Yep, Sa- he yep. will have that status, right? Right. Which means if Shallan and Adolin get married, that means she would be married to a high prince, not just a, a high prince, prince. Right. Okay. Right. So that it, and it also means that mm-hmm. Elokar stays the king of Alethkar. Elokar sta- or Elokar stays, stays the king, the king of yep. Alethkar, but right. the Answers high to, king right. is Dalinar. So he's in charge of everything and he's the king of the Shattered Plains and Urethiru. Right. It's pretty great. Fucking great, dude. It's awesome. It's so <laughs> it's great. really great. Um, Dalinar must stay out of the direct m- management of my lands. He can give me commands, but I decide how to see them accomplished. Well, that's not really giving Dalinar control, though, is it? Well, because he's the still the Elikar's still going to be the king of Alethkar, right? So he gets to decide what happens with Alethkar, while yep. Dalinar gets to decide what happens with the greater scope of everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? It sounds reasonable, Navani says. Reasonable but gut-wrenching. The kingdom he'd fought for, the kingdom he'd forged in pain, exhaustion, and blood, now rejected him. Well, what did you expect right. when you unleashed the Blackthorn? Right. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. What was your expectation, that you could possibly be this this great unifier mm-hmm. like it I'm, I'm just gonna say it like this dalinar like it, you're 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 stepping up i'm gonna say step down like i'm sorry like i i like the visions i like your change of heart mm-hmm. but when you're tr- if you're really trying to be a unifier i don't think it's you uh, you know it, it dawns on like, me right now that there's that moment earlier in the book when uh dalinar yeah. says that we needed Sadius. We yes. needed him desperately to be able to fight this war. And now we've right. lost a resource. And Dalinar, you could say the same thing about Dalinar. Yeah, you could. You need Dalinar. Right. Losing him and losing his is ability worse. to do what he does yeah, yeah. is much harder if you don't. Yeah. So, you know, it's the okay. devil you know kind of thing, or it's the necessary evil. You need I know, Dalinar, but it, 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 and you it may it need the Blackthorn in order to win this war. Right. It it just it makes it complicated for sure. Which is I great. guess I guess you know what I I I think what I'm. This isn't quite you know, fairy tale storytelling. Right. It's it's giving us a lot of, as we mentioned about the potential theme of this book mm-hmm. being memories. Yeah. It's those it's those complications those trip ups the. The, the things that happened in your past, the hauntings of your past, that's, that's really what we're dealing with here. Yeah. We're, we're wrestling with that. And can we deal with those haunts and, and give Dalinar the chance to be the high king? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool, man. It's re- it's all, all this stuff is really cool. Yeah, it's it, it, I I like what you said there. It, it brought me back a bit into the fold. Um just about, you know, giving Dalinar um uh, the chance. Right. Basically. Mhm. I like that. We we need him. It's we, like we do need you know, him. Like Sadius is gone. Yeah. I <laughs> Dalinar was yeah. willing to forget the horrible things that Sadius had done because he needed right. them. And we need to do the same for Dalinar. We need for to be Dalinar. able to forgive him right. and, because we yeah. need him right now. That thanks for reminding me of that. That's great, Sean. Thank yeah. you. We also need to forgive any kind of suspicions we have for Navani. Let's continue. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I might, I might get there. Okay. I might get there. Let's not dwell on it. Let's just hope. All right. Let's just hope. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get there. (laughs) Dalinar must stay out of the direct management of my land. It sounds reasonable, reasonable, but gut wrenching exhaustion, blood, but everyone's rejecting me. This is my land now. Dalinar thought. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it? I don't know. This tower covered, um, this tower covered in cold spren. I can accept these terms. Though at times I might need to give commands to your high princes. As long as they're in your domain, Elokar says, I consider them under your authority. While they visit Urethiru or the Shattered Plains, command as you wish. When they return to my kingdom, you must go through me. Right. Very well, says Dalinar. Though we need to work this out with scribes before we make the change officially. And before we go too far, we should make certain there is still an Althkar for you to rule. I've been thinking the same thing, Uncle. I want to lead our forces to Alvkar and recapture our homeland. Something is wrong in Kolinar. More than these riots or my wife's supposed behavior, more than the span reeds going still, the enemy is doing something in the city. I'll take an army to stop it and save the kingdom. Oh, you will, will you? Mm-hmm. I actually like this from Alvkar a lot. Me, that's, me, that's, me too. That's my highlight. Yeah, I love it. Is, El- is Alvkar stepping up and saying, I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm going to clean house. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do this. Elokar Dalinar says, I've been considering something. The oath gate is attached to the palace itself. We don't need to march an army all the way to Alvkar. All we need to do is restore that device. Once it works, we can transport our forces into the city to secure the palace, restore order, and fend off the Voidbringers. Get into the city, Elokar said. Uncle... To do that, we might need an army in the first place. No, Dalinar says. A small team could reach Kolinar far faster than an army. As long as there was, there was a radiant with them, they could sneak in, restore the oath gate, and open the way for the rest of us. Dude, I'm, th- this small team, this is Forest Moon of Endor for me. Isn't it fucking is, cool? It's Return of the Jedi. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally in love with this. I cannot wait to read about this. Yeah, it's awesome, I'm dude. hoping we get to read about dude, this. Dude, it's so fun. Yeah, it's. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Yes, I'll do it, Uncle. I'll take a team and reclaim our home. Isidon is there. If the rioting is still happening, she's fighting against it. Is she? It's the one thing that he said this entire time that Elkar's shown up that has, that's like a little, because like all the reports are that your wife is kind of involved in it and you're like, like hope behind hope that she is still fighting the good fight, you know, Mm. it might not be good. So we don't know a lot about. We don't know. She She could be trying to fight the good fight. We don't know. He could be right. But from the, the, from everything that we've heard, it does not sound good. 
Um, that wasn't what the reports had yeah. suggested to Dalinar. The queen was the cause of the riots. Consequences. The lad was earnest. He was certainly humbler now than he had been in years past. It is fitting, Dalinar says, that their king should be the one who saves them. I will see that you have whatever resources you need, Elokar. Glory spread orbs burst around Elokar. I only seem to see those when I'm around you, uncle. Funny, for all that I should resent you, I don't. It's hard to resent a man who is doing his best. I'll do it. I'll save Alethkar. I need one of your radiance, the hero, preferably. Okay, that's probably my highlight. It's uh, it's so great. Referring dude. to Kaladin as the hero. Yeah, love it. I um, that's he, great. He Elokar says what made Kaladin change his mind about saving Elokar. He says, "For all that I should resent you, I don't. It's I hard don't. to resent a man who is doing his best." Mm-hmm. That's what made Dalinar or Kaladin change his mind. At the very least, right. Elokar is trying. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, I got so I many goosebumps we, right now. Like, I, 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 guess, I guess we have to pass that on to Dalinar too. Yeah. At least he's, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's so good. The hero. Dude, it, it's a, it's, this, is a, this, this book is really... I'm so glad that it's reminding reminding us of that yeah that there's it's about the totality of the person right yes there's misgivings yes there's transgressions but what does the totality of the individual mean right is there any good left right so the you you can tell just in those words the how elokar says them that Mm -hmm. kaladin has gotten to him yeah I'll, I need I one of so. your radiance. The hero, preferably the hero, the hero, the, Bridgman, right. the soldier. He refers he, to him as the as the hero. I right. love this. He says and the then, hero, and then he before says the he hero. says the Bridgman, right? Before right. he would say the Bridgman, right. now he right. says the hero first. It's really he still cool. goes back to the yeah, Bridgman. He, well, he's, it's a description, right. right? Yeah, yeah. I know, but you're yeah. right. I, I do like that he said hero first, and then Dalinar's like the hero. Yeah, like I don't, I I don't even refer to him yeah, like that. Right. That's interesting. The Bridgman, Elokar, the soldier, he needs to go with me. So if I screw up and fail, someone will be there to save the city anyway. I love that. I love that. Me too. It's so great. Yeah. It's very self-aware again, right? It's very self-aware of him. Dalinar says, that's very, um, I've had ample characters, or sorry, chances to reflect lately, uncle. The Almighty has preserved me despite my stupidity. I'll bring the Bridgman with me and I'll observe him. Figure out why he's so special. See if you'll teach me to be like him. And if I fail, well, Alethkar is in safe hands regardless, right? <laughs> Dalinar nods, bemused. I need to make plans, Elokar says. I've only just recovered from my wounds, but I can't leave until the hero returns anyway. Could he fly me and my chosen team to the city? That would certainly be the fastest way. I will want every report we've had from Kolinar. And I need to study the Oathgate device in person and have the drawings done comparing it to the one in the city. And he beamed, thank you, uncle. Thank you for believing in me, if only this small amount. Right. He's beaming with this. Yeah. That puts me on shaky ground. I feel like 
I like how he's, he's like, like oh okay gonna... well then I, I need this and I need that and we need to plan right. we need to do this and like yeah he's excited he's really excited he's excited about this. to be of use do you know what I mean to have yeah. s- some kind of meaning and purpose and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't help but love that it's just yeah. so so human so awesome like mm-hmm. to feel needed you know mm-hmm. it's awesome well I think he just it's it sort of he needs to accept the idea that Dalinar is the better king. Mm-hmm. Work underneath of that shadow. Like, come underneath of the umbrella. Yeah. Announce it officially. But then it gives him, in a way, making Dalinar high king mm-hmm. gives him more freedom. Yeah. And purpose. It allows him, I think, an opportunity to flourish in a way that he can't. Right. Pretending that Dalinar isn't the high king. He literally just abdicated, like, you know, control to his uncle. And then he yeah. thanks him. He says, thank you, uncle. Thank you for mm-hmm. believing in me. If only the right. small amount. Oh my God. That's so, yeah, I know. It's, it's so good, man. One-on-one, he had a king swearing to him an oath he didn't want. On the other, he had an entire group of monarchs who wouldn't listen to his most rational of suggestions. Yeah, that's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. Dalinar, Kalami says, he leaps to his feet. Navani spun. Your Majesty, Kalami read from the page, I consider your offer generous and your advice wise. We have located the device you call an Oathgate. One of my people has come forward and remarkably claims to be radiant. Her spren directed her to speak with me. We plan to use her shard blade to test the device. If it works, I will come to you in all haste. It is well that someone is attempting to organize a resistance... To the evils that befall us, the nations of Roshar must put aside their squabbles, and the re-emergence of the holy city of Urethiru is proof to me that the Almighty guides your hand. I look forward to counseling with you and adding my forces to yours in a joint operation to protect these lands. She looked up at him, amazed. It was sent by Teravangian, king of Yakaved and Karbranth. <laughs> Yikes. Yes, dude. Yes. I actually have dude. in my notes, laugh hysterically because that's w- what I do every time I read the end of this chapter. I it's just, it's so awesome. Unbelievable. It's crazy. But again, it, it, like, I just, it just, it's just so complicated. It's yeah. just trying to deal with Dalinar uh, having this close ally with Teravangian. And the beauty of this is that we know way more about Teravangian as yeah, the reader than anyone knows. And so right. we can see the the sliding of this snake approaching Dalinar and his yeah. plans. Oh. You know, we thought we had dealt with one before in Sadius, and now the more, I would say, arguably more dangerous snake in Teravangian is slithering oh, yeah. towards Urethiru. So, yeah. Dalinar hadn't expected him to reply so quickly. He was said to be a kind and simple man. Hardly. Yeah. Perfect for ruling a small city-state, his, ele- his elevation to King of Yaakoved was widely seen as an act of spite from the former king, who hadn't wanted to give the throne to any of his rival's houses. Well, he was muscled. Yeah, so, sort of, By yeah. Teravangian. Yeah. Well, how else can you see it? Teravangian mm-hmm. play- played him. Yeah. For sure played him. 
The words still warmed Dalinar. Someone had listened. Someone was willing to join him. Bless that man. Bless him. If Dalinar failed everywhere, everywhere else at least, he would have King Teravangian at his side. Motherfucker, man. It's such a what good a ending. What a great ending yeah. to the chapter. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's crazy. Highlight, I, I don't know, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna say it's Elokar stepping up. Referring to Kaladin as the hero. Yours was Navani, uh, Throwing daggers at the guards. Yeah. I love that so much. The daggers. I, um, yeah. I think I said to you earlier on in the series when we first started, uh, covering Way of Kings that every highlight is gonna be a Navani highlight. Every chapter that she's in is a highlight for me. I, I love the character so much. But then I also pick, I have to pick highlights that are not always Navani related. So that's why I don't mention her as much at the end. But <laughs> this one in particular, like throwing daggers and being like, you know, don't you dare say anything about this is awesome, dude. It's a flex. It's so good. I love it. But um, Teravangian at the end is also my other highlight. Like that is the oh, the complications the that will arise now because Teravangian is like going to be buddy yeah. buddy. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so fun. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 13. Um, Listen, I, Chaperone. Um, I'm going to cut you we... off. I, I literally just told you, go ahead. And then I'm going to cut you off here. Um, Did you want to talk about this? I know at the beginning of the episode, we t said that you, we had this long conversation during D&D that, um, that we had with some of the boys, we and we talked a little bit about um, some theories that kind of came up, and then you realized that uh, shard blades don't actually cut flesh when the flesh is alive. Um, there's something else that That's came right. up that um, kind of made you go, oh my God, dude. And I thought yeah. maybe it might be a, a smart thing to bring up. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but maybe we should bring it up. Do you want to talk a little bit about this whole new Yasna theory that you have? Oh, uh, well, it's not that new because I believe that you and I talked about it either in Way of Kings or Words, which I think it was Way of Kings. Yeah, I think, I think the way it, the genesis of it was that you said, oh, what if Navani is, um, Adolin and Renarin's mom, but right. Dinara, Dalinar can't remember. And then you quickly like did away with that theory because you're like, well... It's not Adolin and Renarin's memories that are fucked up, or, or Navani's memories that are right. fucked up. Right, it's Dalinar, But then you were like, but what if it yeah. was the opposite? What if Dalinar what might might be Yasna's Yasna's dad, dad, right? Yeah. yeah. And then something mm -hmm. happened in this chapter here, with this mm -hmm. um, chapter where we go back in time, and it made you go like, holy shit, man. Let me just uh, quickly find it here. Well, we'll... It, was, it, was, it was the battle with Tanalan, and he... He... he defeats Tanlan. Yeah. And then he's confronted with a cowering uh wife and child from the Blackthorn. Yeah. And and then it was kind of confusing to me whether or not the child was killed. I think that's more or less how you and I I think picked up on that. But then mm -hmm. I asked you a question like, what if what if this woman who he noted was beautiful? Yeah. What if that was the wife? Right. That he, that he that had he forgot that that he forgot he he you know may may have, um, you know, courted Tanalan's 
uh, widow. Right. And then you were like, um, maybe ma- the boy was Adolin, and then Buzzkill was like, actually, he'd be too way too old to be Adolin. Be, be too old. Yeah, right. Buzzkill said and he'd then be too, something too old, that happened, wouldn't work. Then there's something that happened that you kind of keyed on, and I kind of want to hmm. read you the part here, just quickly to get, to get through it. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Dalinar closed his eyes, distracted by the shame he felt. What if Gavilar found out? And like, right. I think at the time we analyzed that as it being potentially, what if Gavilar found out what he did to that mother and child, right? Like, right, right. What, like, what if he the found horrible out about things that? I've done? But one or the, the, go ahead. the or the fact that Dalinar was regretting or having thoughts of like, you know, I'm not that into this, right? Right. Yeah. And, what if he found so out that I'm of, losing interest in being this guy, being the black right? Boy? And, right. And then, and then Gavilar says, you know, we're, we're going to have to grow up. And then, right. and then Dalinar says like, become soft, like these high Lords we kill. And he's like, I don't know anymore. I'm a father now, Dalinar. That makes me wonder about what we do once we have it all. How do we make it a kingdom? I'm a father now. So he's talking about becoming right. a, a father. But yes, I think no. earlier mm-hmm. he says my little girl or something. He mentions his, his having like Navani having just had a baby. And. Um, that made you go, well, wait a minute. What if he saying, what if Gavilar finds out, finds out not about, it's about his shame about how he dude, holds I'm himself. I'm getting major goosebumps when you, when you say that, like, it's like, are you talking about Yasna being? Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. That, that's what you, that's where your mind went during that conversation. Now, right. I also, right. this is one of the reasons why I don't like it. And I apologize for this. I mean, it's torturous for you, but I don't like it when you talk to other people about these books because we couldn't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but we couldn't, we couldn't capture that on, uh, on record. Right. And so now we're having no, to we talk about capture. after the fact and it loses yep. its its moment. Like, I don't even know if you really believe that anymore, but in the moment you were like floored by this thought you oh, had. Oh yeah. Well, I, I still, I still got the goosebumps just bringing it up again because right. I wasn't sure if we we're going to talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a little seed that was planted a while ago. It had to do with the color of her hair and, and uh, characteristics that uh, were sort of in the text uh, between Yasna Dalinar, there there could have been some some threads there, and I've talked about you know at length about the possibilities that that Navani's and Dalinar's passion was undeniable. Like right. it it was not something that could be. Contained. So what if their commitment, like what if her commitment to Gavilar slipped? What if Dalinar's, yeah. you know, like uh commitment to his brother slipped and they, yeah. Yep. So that absolutely, I, I don't necessarily, I, I bring it up, not necessarily to chat more about it, mm-hmm. but I brought it up because I wanted the listeners to know that this idea popped Where in your I'm head at. and right. that it could okay. carry forward to the ne- the, ne- the rest of the book. And sure. I want them to know where the genesis of that thought came from. At the very sure. least. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Well, it's an amazing uh, idea. What gave me, yeah. So, and, and then an extrapolation upon that was questioning all, all of that. Um, well, we, we can talk more about that on, on another episode. For with sure. With regards to, uh, you know, Dalinar's um, children. I'm sure we will have plenty of time to talk about that because we are tracing his past and at some point mm. he's going to have kids so we can start Dude, talking about I gotta about say stuff. like it's it's I am super giddy about Oathbringer like yeah. I'm really enjoying finding out these morsels yeah. that take place in the past it is such 
like a delicious book so far. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, chaperone. Okay. I have a note here that I wanted to bring up with you again. Sorry. This is like, we're supposed to be getting through this chapter, but stormlight. Yeah. Isn't that kind of a conflict in terms? Like you have a storm that causes so much destruction. It forces people inside. You have Mm -hmm. to build things a certain way to survive Mm -hmm. it. It's struggle. It's strife. Mm -hmm. And then there's this light component. I just, I just was wondering if you had any have you thought about the term being a conflict in terms like it's it's a it's not necessarily good because it's describing a destructive force right. and then a hopeful or illuminating or um um I'm struggling for the word um enlightening right I think that we sort of talked about it last chapter a little bit and we, uh, we talked about it definitely when it came up, but Dalinar seems to see the storms from the high storm, from the storm father as mm-hmm. different from this ever storm. The ever storm is malevolent and angry and like vengeful. Right. Right. And I think that we talked about this before, about how, yes, the high storms are destructive, but they're predictable. Mm-hmm. They're almost dependable. And they don't just destroy, yeah. they give back. They give the people back something, which is stormlight. So that stormlight right. is extracted mm-hmm. from something that may be dangerous from us, but it actually does give back. So it's more like mother nature providing. They've adapted and now mother yeah. nature is, That's I guess, cool. mother, uh, uh, fa- storm father nature is providing. <laughs> so there is kind of a, um, um, like two, two thoughts kind of conflicting here, but Mm -hmm. I do, I think that's what makes it so powerful that this Mm -hmm. dangerous storm is actually also the origin, uh, not the origin, big O, but little O of how Mm -hmm. these surge binders can do the things they do because they are harnessing the power of that storm. They're using the stormlight to infuse themselves with, to invest mm-hmm. themselves with the invest power, yeah, yeah, with the power to be able to do the things they do. So it's, yeah. you know, um, it, you know, taketh away and it giveth kind of thing. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And also it kind of speaks to personal growth too. Right. You, you can't necessarily grow without some form of, of hardship adversarial, and, mm. yeah, or in heart and hardship and struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this chapter chaperone is brilliant. Yeah, okay, it's really let's just great. Say, let's just say the alternate title right away. Come on. Yeah. No mating. No mating, yeah. I mean, come on, no yeah. mating. It's, it's just, great. It's, it's amazing. You you are now um, you are now uh been invited into <laughs> one of the Stormlight Archive's best running jokes. Not running jokes, but like oh. inside jokes, which oh. is no mating. You know you no finally mating? know oh, those words. It? Yeah. Okay. There are t shirts that are no mating. There's all kinds oh, really? of yeah, yeah. No mating, no mating is definitely just, one of those things so that people funny. will I absolutely loved Shalon's um observation here just in terms of you know uh, bringing pattern into the into this thing like okay you're going to be the chaperone mm-hmm. here and then she thinks uh well hang on how effective is the chaperone going to be when i have when basically i have to tell the chaperone exactly what to do and how to do it <laughs> right you have to teach the chaperone right? how to chaperone so right. funny it's just oh, i love it it's just it's this this chapter is a just overloaded with fun dialogue right it's just so fun and delightful to read this is really let's let's be honest for a second 
This what? is really Shalon and Adolin's second date for the reader. Yeah. They've basically. probably gone on other dates, but There's they were the off page, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. It'll be the third date, I guess, because the ter the, the terrace date at the White mm -hmm. House with the storm approaching. Oh, you were thinking about. And um, then the carriage ride with right. Ad uh, with Kaladin in it. And then this mm -hmm, is like the mm -hmm. second time, the third time now where we get to have these characters spend an extended period of time together without anybody else around. Now, the pattern is the pa chaperone for sure, but yeah. this is really, really <laughs> cool, man. Uh, like, let's give us more of this. Let's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shalon breathed out stormlight. It enveloped her. It transformed her. I love that. She'd been moved upon request to Sabariel's section of Urethiro. I also love that. Mm -hmm. Because I love me some Sabariel. He'd promised her a room with a balcony, a view of the mountain peaks. I like how she kind of notes here, like, if, you know, if, if I'm going to be here, I might as well have, you know, a bit of comfort, the room, mm -hmm. the view, you know, mm -hmm. she, it's, I don't know. I, I, there's sort of a cute, uh, or not cute. It's the wrong word. Um, it's it's fun how she uh, wants to have these sort of highborn light eyes. Well, kinda she's kind of used to them, right? Like she's, she's used to yeah, it. Yeah, she's kind of used but, to those. But things. normally, I, I would say no. Like that's that's too much, or yeah. that's uh, it's you know. But in her case, I I, I think it works. Yeah, it's, it's uh, maybe it is cute. I don't know. Okay. Um, view of the peaks, her hair had turned black. She had become veil. Mm -hmm. Shalon held up hands that were calloused, super jealous. Again, the callous. <laughs> yeah, get back to last episode <laughs> or like two episodes ago or whatever. Yeah. I can't. Um, it was unfeminine. Well, I guess depends on how, what your definition of feminine is, I guess. A good sturdy coat and trousers suited veil better than a flowing hava that sentence right there mm -hmm. is what i want to talk about it's the first sentence in this chapter that speaks about veil as if you know veil's already another person yeah the very the next one too she had yeah, no absolutely. time for an extended sleeve covering her safe right hand. her safe hand yeah Sh she'd wear a glove thank you very much yeah i just love how she's getting into character it's method. Yeah. She is Jared Lettoing here. Like she's Daniel is, Day Lewis. She's Daniel. Oh, well, Daniel, that's, that's oh, next. It's, uh, oh, wait, I got a joke. Instead of what? my left foot, it's my, yes. my safe hand, right? <laughs> my safe hand. <laughs> You're comparing her to probably the best actor that there's ever been. I mean, is there a better actor Daniel. on Roshar than Shalon? No. Maybe I'm Wit? I'm saying you're Maybe comparing wit. her to Daniel Day Lewis. That's, yeah. that's pretty serious yeah i'm pretty um, serious about shalon you're pretty serious about it yeah okay she'd wear a glove i i this is definitely a highlight for me mm -hmm. that veil is just all is veil is another person right and i've spoke to you about this before i mm -hmm. find that fascinating it can be an, a really interesting tool in this story right but it could also be a calamity for Shalon, like losing yourself. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crossing she can't let the, she can't let the illusion go too far, I guess. Yeah. Right. Basically that. Yeah. Sneak out. In, so 
So she would change later because she plans on sneaking out into Urethiro's halls. Mm -hmm. Though she felt bad about the use of Stormlight when everyone else was scrimping, Dalinar had told her to train with her powers, so... She's allowed to do it. (laughs) She's allowed to do it. The High King told her. You couldn't balance a book on Vale's head as she walked, but she'd happily balance one on your face after she knocked you unconscious. (laughs) I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. But again, just these like, I don't know, declarations about Vale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really, really digging it. Okay. Um, there wasn't much furniture. That's right. There were some blankets, a single stool, blessedly a hand mirror, which she'd hung on the wall. Um, she wanted to get to the point where she could become Vale at a moment's notice. Right. Yeah, because right like now she's too. having to, where does it say it? Where she has to, she actually has refer to like to go refer, refer to her notes and she wants to be able well, to do it. her drawings. Yeah. yeah. And she, yeah. she might not like, you know, being a spy, I guess that's what she's kind of training to do right mm-hmm. now. She might not have time to refer to her notes. She has to be so good at this that she mm-hmm. can change. She can like run into an alley and as she comes out the other end of the alley, she's a different person, right? Hmm. Something to drink, please. <clears throat> she says, practicing in Vale's voice, right. and then and then she thinks in her inner li- inner dialogue, "No, rougher, drink now." Too strong, dude. I love this. Yeah, like her practicing yeah. this out, and yeah. it just sort of brings you into the method. What she's doing, she's got the mirror up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Hair is black. She's practicing being it's, this person. It's not just about the illusion, because if she has an illusion on her but speaks like Shalon, it's never going to work. She's been really lucky so far that her veil illusion has yeah. worked, right? And so now she's like, I got to really get good at this. I wonder if it's like a part of her is going to this extent because she doesn't want to deceive or be the illusionist. She wants to like go so far so that it's like, well, I'm not telling a lie. This is another person. Right. It's almost like you've shattered or broken that 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 barrier that wall or well you know how it, it, in the text it was saying that she didn't like the idea that everyone knew about her power like right. to hide it yeah so maybe it's like well i'm not really deceiving someone if i'm if veil actually becomes right hmm. you know that's interesting yeah um she wanted to get to the point where she could become veil at moments known as drink please mm, pattern says the voice becomes a good lie yeah I like that. Yeah, it's great. I love when I love when pattern comes in there with mm, <laughs> delicious lies. Yeah, yeah me too. I love him. Like, he's so great. He's, <laughs> I've often wondered if he's just like like like, like running a, a I chicken eat lies. a chicken yeah. nugget. Tra- I eat lies. Mm. Twenty lie, a twenty lie combo, please. <laughs> <laughs> a twin. Mm. <laughs> a, t- a twenty lie combo. Uh, can, I, can I get a basket of lies <laughs> with a large falsehood on the side? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> large falsehood. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, she saunters over to her art supplies, flips open her sketchbook, looking for renditions of Veil that she had drawn. Again, I, I, I just, I gotta, I gotta bring this into like, um, you know, skill checks and, and things of that nature in mm-hmm. D&D. When mm-hmm. you're being a performer, you're you're putting on your disguise kit, mm-hmm. you're referring to pages. It's it just, 
You know what's really funny is that my character in our Patreon game, uh, right. uh, Astrades, the Blue Devil of, right. of Shantytown, he, yeah. ha- I actually have notes of all the different characters that I play whenever I go in a different town, and like descriptions of who they are, if they have family, mm-hmm. what are the, what like what they're dressed like, and like what their accent sounds like. Even though I can't do mm-hmm. accents, but um, I have all that <laughs> description down so that if I need to pull yeah. out one of these characters, I have it. And I, I, I love this too. It's really cool. It's like she's yeah, referring to her D and D notes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> okay. I'm just delighting in all that. Lines of madness curling toward darkness. Okay. As she's as she's flipping through her sketchbook, there are other drawings there. Yeah. And I don't think Sanderson would have made note of this unless we were to subtly think about it. Mm-hmm. Strata. Twisting strata. Lines of madness curling towards darkness. What do you think that? I'm going to say, remember this description. Take a, okay. take a snapshot of this description in your mind. Okay. And we'll talk more about it next episode because there is a drawing coming up between the next two chapters that oh. will depict this. We're not going to skip ahead and look at it really? now. Yeah. You gave we'll, me a little spoiler there. Yeah, I did. So we'll talk about you it did. next episode. Oh, a nugget. Yeah. I yeah. got a nugget. Yeah, you don't get much. You got a little more. So happy. I'm a happy boy. <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay, uh, well, I'm glad I, I, I lingered on that a little bit, these lines mm-hmm. of madness. Um, what I also like, the strata coiled about one another in a mesmerizing manner. Mm-hmm. She hadn't realized that she had done so many. Right. She flipped through 20 pages of this mm-hmm. before she got to the sketches of Vale. So this just reminded me of so many... Well, I'll just say it. So many horror films that I've seen where these images come to a character's mind. They're just so driven by yeah. getting this out. And then, of course, it means a right. great deal to the to the plot, to the you know prognostication events to come. Yeah. So I'm super curious about what this what this. Yeah, is it's like about. thousands of merchants and washwomen and prostitutes and innkeepers, just all kinds of different people. Like she, you know, this, this, especially this picture, um, mm-hmm. she just has all these different things that she's drawn over the time that she's yeah. been here in Eurotheory, right? Yeah, it's really cool. I, uh, I'm looking forward to reading more about that. Someone knocks on the wooden plate hung outside of her room. Okay. She had just hung a cloth across the doorway for now, so it no, doesn't have a door. Right. Okay. The one knocking is Polona. Shalon sucked in a breath, destroying the image of Vale, letting it go. Come, she says. It didn't seem to matter to Polona that Shalon was a storming night radiant. Now she'd still mother her all the same. Or Adolin steps in, mm-hmm. carrying a large plate of food and some books under the other arm. He saw her and stumbled, nearly dropping it all. <laughs> yeah. Shalon, Shalon froze and yelped and tucked her bare safe hand behind her back. Right. Adeline didn't even have the decency to blush at finding her practically naked. Right. He balanced the food in his hand, recovering from his stumble, and then grinned. Out, 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 she says. (laughs) So here's my question. Is she... What's she wearing? Well, he said that she's later on, she's wearing undergarments that she would wear under her hava. And he says it basically okay. covers up everything anyways, but she right. didn't have but her safe, the hand safe hand cover. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, but. That's why, dude, that's why the scene when 
Navani had her safe hand exposed before they were married right. was so hot. If you put yourself in this Rosharan Alethi Vorn culture society, sure, mm-hmm. it was sexy as hell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. desirous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shalon's blush was probably so bright. They could have used her as a signal to send the army to war. Okay, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's just so great. Um, In my defense, Adolin says, you did invite me in. I thought you were Polona. You know, you could check to see who is at your door. Don't make this my fault. You're the (laughs) one who's, who's slipping into ladies' bedrooms practically unannounced. I knocked. Yeah, but the knock was feminine. It was Shalon. Did you knock with one hand or two? I'm carrying a storming platter of food for you, by the way. Of course the knock was one-handed. And seriously, who knocks with two? (laughs) That's very true. Who the fuck knocks with two hands? I (laughs) want... So when I first read this, I'm like, how would that work? And I immediately went to Big Bang Theory with the uh, penny, the whole oh, you're right, the right. penny thing. So then I was trying to imagine Sheldon like knocking with two hands. With two like, hands? Bup, 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 yeah. Only psychos or uh, only someone, <laughs> literally, only a psycho or someone being chased by a psycho knocks on a door with two hands. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Like, let me in. Let me in with the yeah, two hands. Let me like, in, yeah. Right with the two hands. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, who knocks with two hands? A great point, Aelin. I, I, I agree. Um, oh, for damnation's sake, Shalon, can I come in now? And just so we're clear, I'm a man, you're, you're betrothed. My name is Aelin Colon. I was born <laughs> under the sign of the nine. I kind of want to talk about that. I have a birthmark on the back of my left thigh, and I had crab curry for breakfast. Anything else you need to know? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, crab curry for breakfast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It yes, sounds please. great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Born under the sign of the nine, this Adolin colon. I have no information for you. Not even in the info dump, I, I don't think. Um, I don't think uh, uh, Joel has anything for, uh, Joe has anything for us with the uh, sign of the nine. It is just like a random statement, I think, that is, like he was born, it's saying like, oh, he was born in October or whatever. Born in October. Okay. Like, I, I'm saying, I'm using that as an example. Like, I don't think he's actually born in mm-hmm. October, but... Um, okay. Oh, we'll see. Maybe he does have something later on, so... Uh, and just the, in the paragraph before, uh, Shalon did say that his knock was quite feminine. Right. <clears throat> right. And that I thought that imi- that imitating a woman to catch a glimpse of a young lady in her undergarments was beneath you, Adolin. Um... She poked her head out, pulling the cloth tight around her neck. Back of your left thigh, eh? What's a girl got to do to sneak a glimpse of that? <laughs> so there's oh, a lot of flirting. Yeah, we're getting a lot, lot of sexy flirting here. going on. Yeah, we, we are. We the are back of the thigh sexy. is a very sexy uh, <clears throat> spot on a person's body. <laughs> Knock like a man, apparently, is his reply to that. Yeah. She gives him a grin and says, just a sec, this dress is being a pain. Ducks back into her room. Yes, yes, take your time. I'm not standing out here holding a heavy platter of food or anything, smelling it after having skipped my dinner so that I could dine with you. It's good for you, she says. Build strength or something. 
Isn't that the sort of thing you do? Strangle rocks? <laughs> stand on your head and throw boulders around? Strangle hey, rocks? Strangle rocks <laughs> is the ultimate. Str- no mating. Strangle rocks. Love, love, love. Can't love anymore. Love, love, love. Strangle rocks is the, Strangling uh, is rocks the discarded is- uh, um, Jim Henson show. Strangle Rock. Strangling Rocks is a is a Stormlight rock band. Is what it, it is. It really is. We're the Strangling Rocks. The, don't y'all like the Strangle Rocks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the Rolling Stones, but it's Strangle Rocks. That's what it's what it is. No, it's or it's, we're going down to Strangle Rocks. It's like a Fraggle Rock uh, series. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next sentence actually is even better. Yes, I have. I have quite my share of murder rocks uh, stuffed under my bed. Psycho. Murdered rocks. Yeah. Well. Well, this is a little. That may not be so bizarre if. That may not be such a bizarre statement because. You know, we have a religion where it's not right to step on the stone. That's the shin, apparently. Yeah. Right. We have, we have creatures that exhibit rock-like formations, the carapace and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like they're. And Adolin has murdered someone. So, I mean, it's maybe he does have some murdered rocks. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to get into this whole idea that, yeah. that the inanimate and on this planet could be more, could be something more. Um, Shalon grabbed her dress with her teeth, pulls it up tight. Helping with buttons. What is it with women and their undergarments anyway, Aelin says. I mean, that shift covers basically the same parts as a formal dress. It's the decency of it, she says. Besides, certain things have a tendency to poke out through a shift. (laughs) Still seems arbitrary to me. Oh, and men aren't arbitrary about clothing. (laughs) A uniform is basically the same as any other coat, right? Besides, aren't you the one who spends his afternoons searching through fashion folios? Oh, oh burn. <laughs> Big time. Good job. Yeah. He chuckles and started a reply, but Shalon finally dressed, swept back the sheet on her doorway. Adolin stood up from leaning against the wall of the corridor and took her in. Mm-hmm. Frazzled hair, dress that she had missed two buttons on, cheeks flushed. Then he grinned, a dopey grin. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I, I feel like a little Barry White is in is in order here. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Ash's eyes. He actually thought she was pretty. Like actually liked being with her. Mm-hmm. She had traveled to the ancient city of the Knights Radiant, but compared to Adolin's affection, all the sights of Urethiru were dun spheres. Isn't that romantic? Come on. Come on. That's amazing. It's so good, man. It's really good. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably my... That's another highlight for sure. Polona said you hadn't eaten, he said. And then she found out I'd skipped dinner, so uh, so she sent you with a lot? He had dishes and flatbreads and shell food. Yeah, Aelin says. I think it's a Herdesian thing. Shalon hadn't realized how hungry she was. She'd been intentionally, sorry, she'd been intending to get something at one of the taverns later tonight while prowling about as Vale. Those taverns had set up in the main market despite Navani's attempts to send them elsewhere, mm-hmm. and Sabariel's merchants had quite the stock to sell. Um, so I just want to say, 
Polona and Sabariel really have accepted them, her into their house. Mm-hmm. She kind of strong armed yeah. them at that meeting or strong armed Sabariel. And like Sabariel, obviously, like according to Polona, kind of has uh, a history of, of, of bringing in strays to his house because he said, I was one. Uh, she said, I was one too. Like she was like this person that mm-hmm. just kind of, mm-hmm. he kind of decided to to treat well and bring in her house. Um, and Polona, like she said earlier, is like being motherly to her. I really mm-hmm. like this. It's really, really comforting to know that Shalon has people, right? That are looking after her, that are not, not radiance, that are not murdering Sadius, that are not like all this stuff. It's just, these guys are like, you know, somewhat regular people that are making sure she's getting fed, making sure that she's being moved she's okay. over to their section so they can keep her close. And it's also, mm-hmm. Shalon is also super important now. She's literally the mm-hmm. person who found Urethiru. So Sabariel isn't going to let her live in another part of the, the, the tower. You're going to live with us, right? I kind of, I, I sort of like to extend to Sabariel a little bit of the doting on the daughter or or looking after Shalon. I think so too. Just a little bit. Because we've talked about department. how he feigns stupidity and feigns aloofness, but he knows what he's doing. And I think there's a little, he definitely does have a heart, mm-hmm. uh, you know, underneath all that um, aloofness that he has, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So she's uh, getting herself some watery curry and vegetables. Mm, again, delish. And then she's thinking about the birthmark on his thigh. Mm-hmm. She says, you'll have to sit on the ground. No chairs yet. I just realized, he says, this is your bedroom? And my drawing room and my sitting room and my dining room and my Adeline says obvious things room. It's quite <laughs> versatile, this room. Singular of mine. Why? <laughs> I love so that line. Funny. I try to I work that into the intro, like to, into the welcome, like welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm your yeah, Sean Q and he's in his sitting room, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. I couldn't figure out how it would be funny. So yeah, yeah. he's in his podcast room, his dungeon master <laughs> his, room, his basement, his, his super obvious room. Yeah. <laughs> super obvious room. Um, I'm just wondering if it's proper, he said, for us to be here alone. Now you're worried about propriety? Well, I did recently get lectured about it. That wasn't a lecture. So not a lecture, he says. Was there to be more to that quip? Sorry, she says. It wasn't a lecture. It was a creative application of my tongue to keep you distracted. Looking at his lips, she could think of some other creative applications for her tongue. Damn. Dude. What's going on Maybe him seeing her safe hand has awoken something in our girl here. Little... Maybe they need to go to to Thelena and and just let go with the passions here. Maybe, maybe they should. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they should. <laughs> they gotta take a take a trip. They do. Um, it would be inappropriate, Shalon said, if we were alone. Fortunately, we are not. Your ego doesn't count as a separate individual, Shalon. Ha! Wait, you think I have an ego? It just sounded good. I don't. I don't mean not that. Why are you grinning? Sorry, Shalon says, making two fists before herself and shivering in glee. She'd spent so long feeling timid, it was so satisfying to hear a reference to her confidence. Mm-hmm. It, it was working. Yasna's teaching about practicing and acting like she was in control, it was working. Cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Little highlight for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Well, except for that whole part about having to admit to herself that she'd killed her mother. As soon as she thought of it, she instinctively tried to shove the memory away, but it wouldn't budge. She'd spoken it to pattern as a truth, which were the odd ideals of the light weavers. Mm-hmm. So here again, she's not going to be able to get away from this now. Right. It's, it's with her now and she can't, she can't black it out anymore. It was stuck in her mind. And every time she thought about it, the gaping wound flared up with pain again. Shalon had killed her mother. Her father had covered it up, pretending he'd murdered his wife. And the event had destroyed his life, mm-hmm. driving him to anger and destruction. Until eventually, Shalon had killed him too. God. Dude, talk about a bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, Jeez. And it's good that he, that it's good that heavy. Sanderson brings it up again. Because <clears throat> if she, if it's weighing on her, it has to weigh on us. So bringing it up again yeah. and laying it out the way he just has, it's brutal. It's really brutal that she's going through this. And it's important yeah. for us to continuously remember that she is. Well, I think just the weight of all these characters is just, <clears throat> it's just something that we, you invariably have to, um, to do while reading this, uh, this series mm-hmm. is carry that bridge of everyone. <clears throat> but that's really heavy to be reminded about it. And yeah. like, ugh, like I can't, I can't even imagine how she feels. Yeah. I don't know how like, she feels either. Because we spent so much time thinking that the father was just this, you know, one dimensional brute you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not, not quite a villain, but just so compromised in, in morals or principles and values and things. But it turns out he was actually trying to protect her, ta- taking a hit for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> Shalon Adolin asks, are you, are you well? No. Inside of her mind. Mm. No, sure. I'm fine. Anyway, we aren't alone. Pattern. Come here, please. She held out her hand, palm up. He reluctantly moved down from the wall where he'd been watching. As always, made a ripple crossing over the things he, he, over this cloth and stone. Mm -hmm. I love patterns so much. Me too. Um, He crossed up her dress and onto her hand, then split out from beneath her skin and rose into the air, expanding fully into three dimensions. I just, there's something so visual about that. And it, it, it really... For some reason, I just keep thinking of Dune for some reason. Yeah. Just, just the, the, this pattern, this odd sort of th- kind of forms in this, almost like a, um, oh, there's a piece of art that I'm trying to think of, which is escaping me right now. Anyways, um, just something very alien about pattern. Yeah. Right. It's like, un- it, it's unidentifiable. Uh, actually, his movements remind me of, uh, there's a, a Disney uh, animated movie. Um, I think it's called Big Hero 6. Yep. Is what right. it's called. And mm-hmm. there's this technology that, that uh, the little, one, of the, one of the characters invents, and it's quite ingenious. These little tiny robots that are like, mm-hmm. that combine and move around and all these crazy yeah, patterns awesome. and form into whatever. That's, I yeah, love that really movie. Neat. It takes place mm-hmm. in San Fran, Tokyo. San Francisco, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's so you great. Know, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, she would not hate him, she thinks, about pattern. Mm-hmm. 
because he told her, you will hate me, you will kill me. Right. She could hate the sword she'd used to kill her mother, but not him. That's an important distinction there, I think. She's trying to, like, compartmentalize how she views the spren, right? The blade is separate from pattern. I may have to use the blade, and I may hate it, but I'm, it's not pattern. It's not pattern. I hate the black thorn. Mm-hmm. But Dalinar the High King? But we need Dalinar. Yeah, but we need Dalinar. We need right. Sadius, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it almost would be better if there was another name for Sadius when he was being such a... A dink? Such a, uh, yeah, such a prick. Like, better to have him have another name too because yeah. it's just... Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Prince Adolin, Shallan says, I believe you've heard my Spren's voice before. Let me introduce you formally. This is Pattern. Mm-hmm. I really like that we get introductions. Yes. Third book in. Yeah. Even just that is a delight. Mm-hmm. I love it. I have to introduce Two you to my in. spren. Like I have to introduce my boyfriend right. to my spren. Just like right. when Kaladin came home to Hearthstone and Sil wore a beautiful dress to meet the parents. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. very similar, right? That's one of my ultimate highlights yeah. is that. Yeah. Um, your spren, Adolin says, a Shalon spren. Pattern sniffs in annoyance at that. Um, he's called a cryptic. Every other, or sorry, every order of Radiant bonds a different variety of Spren, and that bond lets me do what I do. Craft delusions, Adolin says. Like that one with the map the other day. Right. Shallan smiles. Um, she actually produces an illusion here. Mm-hmm. Um, it forms into a small image of Adolin from her sketches, like a little doll. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny. This is a Ken doll. It is. And it is looks Adolin. like a Ken doll, too. And because of all the outfits, possibilities, Adolin's loving it. For sure. He's totally Ken. <laughs> yeah. He's, t- he's totally Ken. Um, this is an incredible talent, Shalon. Adolin says, why, why do you insist on hiding this, though? Pretending that you're a different order than you are. Well, she says, thinking fast. Dismissing the image of Adolin. I think it might just give us an edge. Sometimes secrets are important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. Yeah, they are. I agree. Jeez. She's all That's... about keeping her secrets, bro. And, and so is he. She was all about keeping her secrets from herself. And now you're right. The awesome part is here is that he's keeping a secret from her. Right. There's so much of this dripping off the page right now. It's fucking Dude. awesome. Well, and, and of course, it uh, you know... <sighs> I think these secrets with these characters are, they're going to be almost like currency. Right. Like an exchange, a transaction is going to happen where it's like. You think they're gonna be a, there's going to be a moment between Adolin and, and Shalon where they're like, I have to tell you something. Oh, I have to yeah. tell you something too. Fuck. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's hope for that. Not even just between these characters other characters that have secrets too right same thing actually you're right because kaladin has quite a big secret doesn't he he's still not told shallan about her brother no so that's another secret and thanks for reminding me about that hell right yeah right bro 
there's a lot to go. A lot of these characters have to have to talk. <laughs> a lot of these characters have to talk. Right. Okay. That's an incredible talent. I think it gives us an edge. Yeah, I suppose. It 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 protects you is what it does though, too, Shalon. It does, for sure. Um <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they are, Aelin says. Anyway, Pattern, you're to be our chaperone tonight. What is a chaperone? Pattern says. That is someone who watches two young people when they are together to make certain that they don't do anything inappropriate. Inappropriate? Such as dividing by zero? What? Shohan asks. Look, just keep an eye on us. It will be all right. (laughs) Dividing by zero? I figured that you didn't get this joke because you don't (laughs) like math at all. So you you read this and you were like, what does this mean? Well... No, actually, I think I glitched when I read it because it was so confusing. I went, because it doesn't make sense. Can Cannot compute. Sparks Dividing by shot zero? Shut out of your ears. What, what is that? Yeah. Dividing by zero? Yeah. It's inappropriate. Like, I've, I've, he thinks it's inappropriate. Math. That's really fucking funny. Dude, there's math theories like, you know, one doesn't exist or zero doesn't exist yeah. or like all these things. No, I, dude. I can't do. I'm not doing math. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. You know that some of our patron, some of our our Discord folks are all mathematicians, right? Like I, they're gonna I'm have. Sure that gonna, I am sure that they are. Yeah. And you know what? If they can, basically, they can have mine. All my math. <laughs> yeah. I will send to them. So, I will wrap it up. Minus plus, <laughs> right? Minus from you, plus to them. <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah. Minus to me, plus to them. Um. Okay. It'll be all right. Look, just keep an eye on us. This chaperone thing is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got good food, good company, the setting sun. What else does she need? Answer, nothing. Nothing. This is a great memory. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of memory you want to hang on to, Shalon. Yeah. Killing of your mother, the killing of your father. Mm-hmm. No. That's a bridge that for your betterment, you probably need to put down. Right. This moment here... Good food, good company, chaperone, no mating. Yeah, that's great. Remember this one. This is the this is it here. Yeah, the trick to happiness is ensuring one's life would produce many future moments to anticipate. Amen. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. It's like that is amazing. A, a great. It's a great point. It's a great key. Mm-hmm. Yes, happiness is about believing. Well, it says here ensuring one's life would produce many i like that word ensuring because it's like it sort of you know it means that you there's effort you have to put some effort to ensure Mm -hmm. that your life would produce future moments i feel like sanderson is talking about people being so preoccupied with taking Mm -hmm. pictures of everything that we do Mm -hmm. instead of just enjoying because he says the trick to happiness wasn't in freezing every momentary pleasure freezing it in a picture and then clinging to each one of those click 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 click. but in ensuring one's (laughs) life will would produce many future moments to anticipate Mm -hmm. so brilliant it's so awesome Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost speaks a little bit to what Dalinar was saying is, I want to meet with them. I don't want to text. I don't right. want to span read. Right. I want to get, <laughs> let's get together. I don't want to span. I don't want to text. Face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Adlin, yeah. yeah. after finishing an entire plate of Strana Haspers steamed in the shell, picked out a few chunks of pork from a creamy red curry. Want to try a bite? Shalon made a gagging noise. 
Come on, he says. It's delicious. Uh, it would burn my lips off, Adeline Colin, Solange says. Don't think I didn't notice you picking the absolute spiciest concoction, Polona sent. Men's food is dreadful. How can you guys taste anything beneath all that spice? Keeps it from being bland, Adolin says. There's nobody here but us. You can try it. She eyed it, remembering the times as a child when she'd sneaked tastes of men's food, though not this specific dish. Is this the appropriate, the inappropriate thing I'm supposed to stop you from doing? I love how he just, he's this looming, like, pattern, like, is this the thing that you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not really sure. Am I chaperoning this piece of pork? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Shalon says, and then she thinks, again, this is my highlight, perhaps a chaperone who believes basically everything I tell him isn't going to be the most effective. Right. And you know what? You know what I think? But That's kind of what she wants anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You think you're right. <laughs> yeah. She has control that way. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Her eyes bring, brimming with tears. So she tastes this stuff, but it's too much. Yeah. What's this? What are all these programs that are like ones of hot, hot ones and hot ones? Yeah, it's like that one where you interview someone famous and then you make them eat hot wings. <laughs> yeah, what's that's so I kinda, really popular. Like it's really popular. It's super. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I I I get the the idea. Of the show. Yeah, yeah. Eat something hot, and, and then you talk about it. Then you <laughs> watch people get sweaty faced and. So how did you write that third album? Try this chicken wing. Try this chicken wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, she says, drinking his water next. <laughs> this is funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pattern says, you were talking about mating. I'm to make sure you don't accidentally mate, <laughs> as mating is forbidden by human society until you have first performed appropriate rituals. Yes, yes, mmm. Dictates of custom require following certain patterns before you copulate. I've been studying this. Right. He's been studying this. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Oh, Stormfather, Shalon says. A few shame spren peeked in for a glimpse before vanishing. That was twice in one week. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I love it. Very well, you two. Pattern says, no mating. No mating. Again. Yeah. That's the highlight. It's the alternate, perfect. The alternate yeah. title. It's Come awesome. On. Well, that was humiliating, Shalon says. Can we maybe talk about those books you brought? Or ancient foreign theology? Or strategies for counting grains of sand? Anything other than what just happened, please? Adolin chuckles and then reaches for a slim notebook. May Aladar sent teams to question Vedekar Perel's family and friends. They discovered where he was before he died. Who last saw him? And wrote down anything suspicious. I thought we could read the report. And the rest of the books? Well, you seemed lost when Father asked you about Makabaki politics. So I asked around, and it seems that some of the Ardents hauled their entire libraries out here. Mm -hmm. I was able to get a servant to locate you a few books I'd enjoyed on the Makabaki. Books? You? I don't spend all my time hitting people with swords, Shalon. Yasna and Antivani made me very certain that my youth was filled with interminable periods, spent listening to Ardens, lecture me on politics and trade. Some of it stuck in my brain, against my natural inclinations. Those three books are the best of the ones I remember having read to me. 
though the last one is an updated version. I thought it might help. That's thoughtful, she said. Really, Adeline, thank you. I really like this. Mm -hmm. Again, he's not just the, not just the jock. No, he's actually thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, and I meant jock by like, he's not just swinging the sword. Mm -hmm. He's, 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 I've I've read books. He's got layers. He's got some layers. I've read books. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people read books to me. I've had people read books because that's me. what it is, okay, right? Okay, now you just now you just kind of ruined it a little bit. Well, I mean, that's okay. what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, now I'm just I'm just picturing Adolin beside you know Aunt Yvonne, my like, royal reader, listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he he's got a cosmo he's got a cosmo in one hand and he's listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this um this next part is actually great because at the end of words you had you had mm. brought up this worry that Adolin mm. was going to be intimidated or treat Shalon differently because she was a radiant, you know, the, the status thing. He was a prince right. third or fourth in line to the throne. Right. And now she's something even mm-hmm. more crazy and more important. Yes. And this comes up here. He actually, instead of it, like, you it know, you were worried that it like would stay inside him and fester, but they actually talk about it right here. And it's really great that yeah. we get to, to, to experience it. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely, I, I'd forgot that I was concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I and I think that it could have gone that way, mm-hmm. but luckily, it luckily didn't. he's taking he's taking this really well yep. in terms of her her competence, her power, her intellect. Um, really, Aiden, that's thoughtful. Thank you. I figured, you know, if you were going to move forward with the betrothal, well, why why wouldn't we? She says suddenly, panicked. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I like that she wants to marry. Yeah, that's me great. too. I don't know. You're a radiant, Shalon. Some kind of half-divine being from mythology. And all along, I was thinking we were giving you a favorable match. He stood up and started pacing. Damnation, I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I keep worrying that I'm going to screw this up somehow. She literally thinks that earlier in the chapter. I'm going to screw this up somehow. I'm going to screw this it's up. It's so yeah. good. It's so awesome. You worry you're going to screw it up, Shalon says, feeling a warmth inside that wasn't completely due to the wine. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. I'm not good with relationships, Shalon. <laughs> is there anyone who actually is? I mean, is there really someone out there who looks at relationships and thinks, you know what, I've, I've got this. Personally, I rather think we're all collectively idiots about it. Right. Yeah, no, but it's worse for me. Adeline, dear, the last man I had romantic interest in was not only an ardent, forbidden to court me in the first place, but also turned out to be an assassin and was merely trying to obtain my favor so he could get close to Yasna. I think you overestimate everyone else's capability in this regard. (laughs) An assassin? Seriously, he almost killed me with a loaf of poisoned bread. Right. Wow, I have to hear this story. Fortunately, I just told it to you. His name was Capsul. And he was so incredibly sweet to me that I can almost forgive him for trying to kill me. Wow. Yeah. We talked a little bit about Capsule and whether or not we thought he actually liked her. Mm-hmm. And he did at the end there, he did try to make her eat the jam so that he would, she would get the, the, right. the antidote, right? So I the think there is a little part of him her. that w- didn't want her to be hurt, right? So I don't know. It's, it's really messed up, but I, you know. 
I think we're right about Capsule. I think so too. He wanted to save her, yeah. but he was caught between his convictions. His mission and, and his feelings and yeah. Yeah. Aileen grins, well, it's nice to hear that I don't have a high bar to jump. All I have to do is not poison you. <laughs> Though you shouldn't be telling me about past lovers. You'll make me jealous. Please, she says. You're courted like half half of the war camps. It's not that bad, he says. No. It isn't? From what I hear, I'd have gone to her... her <laughs> I would have gone to her dad's to find an eligible woman you haven't pursued. Right. Are you mocking my failings, he says. No, I'm lauding them. You see, Adolin, dear, if you hadn't wrecked all those other relationships, you wouldn't be here with me. And so, in reality, you're the greatest at relationships there ever was. You ruined only the wrong ones, you see. Isn't that awesome? Dude, goosebumps. Oh, Isn't dude. that awesome? Bro. I her know. Her perspective? Yeah. See, I, this is the thing, too, I think, of all these little themes that we're picking up uh, in, in, in the series. They carry through. Right. It's because that's, that's perspective. Mm -hmm. Shalon's take on that, like being on the receiving end of that, that would have completely changed my paradigm. Yeah. And did yeah. while I was reading it. And again with you, it's amazing. It's so great. It's so sweet. His lips. Okay. Well, we're getting a kiss out of this. He leaned down. So from that, when she lands that on him. Yeah, dude. He, he lands one on her. And rightly so. His breath smelled of spices, his uniform of the crisp, clean starch that Dalinar required, and his lips touched hers, and her heart fluttered. So warm. No mating, <laughs> says Patter. <laughs> he doesn't even really know what mating is. He might think that is no, mating, yeah. But he's been studying it, right. so if you put your lips yeah, on true, lips, yeah. that's mating. Yeah. Mating, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us is going to mess this up, she says to him. I hope that's true. Squeezing his hand, despite what might at times seem like our best efforts otherwise. Promise, he, he asked. I promise. Let's look at this notebook of yours and see what it says about our murderer. It's cool. So yeah. the date continues and they're going to study these reports that they have. Um, what's, what's your highlight here, bro? Well. We had, we had so many. Yeah. We had so many. This, this is, take your pick, pattern, no mating, her observation, that paradigm shift, mm -hmm. them having a lot of, you know, flirtatious things to say back to one another. The dialogue in yeah. and of itself is brilliant That's as great. a chapter. It's just, it's loaded with highlights. It really is. I have one. Hard to, hard to pick just one. I have one. Um, okay, something that dawned on me whenever I was reading this chapter was that mm. uh, it's hilarious, but mm. Syl, only a few chapters ago, mm -hmm. was trying to convince Kaladin to like get some. You know, he was saying, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I snuck into some people's rooms and people seem to be really happy when they do it. <laughs> and, and remember we were talking about how she, she was a little pervy and she was like a peeping Tom and she's trying to convince yeah. him like, maybe you should do it with the, the, the redhead maybe, or maybe you should do it with, with the ardent that yeah. we just met. Yeah. And so Syl is actively trying to get Kaladin laid and Pattern's job is to actively stop Shalon and Adolin from having sex. It's just. And, and 
so oh, funny yes, I see. that yeah. both mm-hmm. both uh, uh, Sprens have different <laughs> missions. One is to stop the sex, and one's to get sex. Right? And one's to, okay. Well, I, n- n- now that you brought that up, can I ask you this? Yeah. Um, is Sil actively trying to get? Kaladin and Shallan together. I don't. I don't think that he necessarily cares about who it is. He okay. just wants gotcha. Kaladin mm-hmm. happier, and she's noticed that people are happier mm-hmm. when they're in relationships, and that's what mm-hmm. Kaladin says. That's not necessarily yeah, true. yeah. That's not true. Yeah, right. Yeah. But she's like, but I've seen people do it, and they <laughs> do yeah. it, and they seem to be happy. So maybe you should do At that. <laughs> right. So he, she's, she only said Shallan because. Um, Cal and Shalon seem to have some kind of connection, but yeah. she's not pushing for that. She's just pushing for him to try to be happy. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just love that. The, 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 how it's opposites. These two Sprenner <laughs> have spren. opposite jobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so, uh, do you want to, let's head into the info dump here. Um, info dump. There it is. Info dump. That's uh, that comes upon request from one of the redditors. <laughs> they w- wanted to hear the info dump I, I, song again. I'm gonna write a jingle. I'm that, telling you, that is um, under trademark from Fabricland in in Canada, by the way. <laughs> um, so in chapter twelve, we meet uh, some new people. We meet Fen Renamdi, the Queen of Thalina. We don't actually meet her, but we kind of get a taste of what her personality is, which is really cool. We get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, one of the scribes, uh, Kalami, and then there's uh, Teshav mm-hmm. Kal, which she is like one of the finest mm-hmm. political minds. So was there to mm-hmm. advise him. Um, they talk a little bit more about the Asia's government and how, you know, we, we kind of know this from Edge Dancer, how like uh, everything is always written down that, you know, you would even have, um, an affidavit stating that something's broken, which is really hilarious when Navani says that, um, then, uh, um, the, um, amphitheater in Uthiru, you had mentioned it before. So awesome. Upper levels, several rooms, including this amphitheater, uh, uh shaped mm-hmm. like half moon, um, mm-hmm. straight lines. And then, uh, curiously, each seat had a small pedestal beside it oh, for the radiance. What that. an awesome, yeah. awesome thing. <laughs> yeah. So great. Um, then we get this high king thing which is really really cool if why can't if there if there's high if there's princes and high princes why can't there be high kings so that's Mm -hmm. another new term that may now find itself in our vernacular which is really really cool um what else do i got here so the um what joel wrote here was that he assumes that the sign of the nine that adolin was born under is the ninth month which is tanat to not. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of what we said. It was probably one of the months, right? Right. right. Um, it's funny that uh, um, Adolin says Shalon Spren, even, even though that doesn't really exist because we know that uh, pattern is a cryptic. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of things here. Steamed Haspers. Obviously, um, they, this is a, um, a small group of Haspers clung to the stone there. The small two-shelled creatures. So Haspers are two-shelled creatures. Um, pork curry, chunks of pork, uh, in a cr- creamy curry sauce seems to mm-hmm. indicate that there is pigs because where else would you get pork? Maybe, um, there is a style of meat that is soul cast that's na- called pork. But I mean, as far yeah. as we know, we haven't seen pigs, but this seems to indicate that there might be pigs. 
And then the last so thing... So that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I like interesting. the blurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. The last thing I have here is that um, uh, in chapter 12, the passions are brought up again, a pagan religion practiced by the uh, the Thalans. And um, I just wanted to remind us that we first heard of this from Risen and her Babsk in that very, very first interlude chapter that we had from them in the in Way of Kings. So um, yeah, mm. so that's the info dump. Uh, just a little bit of stuff here. Um, it's, uh, you know, not two, one really large chapter where we kind of meet some heads of states and yes. um, one small yeah. chapter where it's another micro thing like Dalinar dealing with all these other kings and queens. And then the next chapter is just a date, which I really love. Yeah. I love how yeah. this book can do that, right? Macro and micro. And I really, really love that stuff. It's really, really neat. Um, yeah. So um, I'm not going to read the list of patron names today. Um, we're running a little long. So I'm just going to say, uh, if you are interested in joining the uh, Patreon team and wanting to join the community on Discord, go to patreon.com slash heroes of, and you'll find that in the show notes. Um, we are building a great community of people. Every you know, every time we have another person sign up, it's just they add so much to the conversation. Um, it's uh, really great. And we would love to hear from you. Um, if you want to hear for, uh, uh, talk to us, you can send us an email at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the storm pod, or you can, uh, sign up for the subreddit, uh, uh, the storm pod subreddit or the Facebook page. Um, so yeah, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Um, we, uh, are going to be doing chapters 14 and 15 next uh, mm-hmm. week, which is mm-hmm. two very small chapters. So it's going to be kind of a mini zode. Um, I may have planned, um, the chapters a little bit differently than I probably should have. This book is really going to be challenging to do that. There are some really big chapters and some really small chapters. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it might just be a little, uh, a little amuse-bouche of us, uh, next yeah. week. So big bites and small bites. <laughs> yeah. Micro and macro and micro. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, thank you very much for listening. Um, we love you very much till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.